Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit and welcome to our Herbalife special. If you've been with us from the start or recently binged our back catalogue, then you may be aware of Tom's dislike, to put it politely, of Herbalife. We've often teased that we would do a Herbalife special and lucky for us we found out that a good friend of ours, Kez, who we know from him being in the Royal Engineers like myself and Andy, was once actually a Herbalife distributor and he got really stuck in including all the seminars and training days etc. We're really grateful that Kez agreed to come on the podcast and give us that you know inside knowledge that we simply don't have. He gives us a great insight into the inner workings and his thought processes throughout his Herbalife journey. We also fire in some listener submitted questions and well some of them are a bit punchy you could say, examples being how many products did you sell that destroyed someone's relationship with food? And did you ever question your own core values? Kez was open to it all though, and he turned out to be a really great guest providing some real honest answers. It's a bloody long episode, so whatever you're doing, sit back, grab yourself a brew maybe, and enjoy the highly anticipated Herbalife special. Let's get into it. Hello boys, welcome back. Good evening gents. Now then, now then. Welcome to a very special guest. Kez, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, that was your that was your cue to say hello. That was that was, that was your Fucking cue hell, to yeah. say hello. You, you put me on the spot there. We've done about twenty minutes of talking before we've actually recorded. So you got you got to pretend that never happened, mate. That oh, never shit. happened. Yeah, this, is, this is now. Yeah, just yeah. He's like, I've told Game you everything. Fair. What are you on about? Yeah, yeah we had this. Are we not we done? Nipped in twenty minutes, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we've done it. Oh dear. No, it's good to be here, gents. Um, obviously, we spoke about it a few months back. About the possibility of me me coming on, and um, I know it's quite a, a strong, punchy subject out there. So it's it's uh, it's a privilege to come on board, really, and, and talk about it. I'm sure it'll be a spicy one. You're welcome, Kez. I mean, um, this is one of those things where, in regards to herbal life, a lot of people talk out about it, but it's very rare that someone that's actually kind of been hands on with herbal life actually kind of comes out and speaks about it. And that's why I'm interested, and that's why a lot of um, my gossipy mates on the internet are interested in it as well. I mean, the only experience I've ever had with Herbal Life has always been externally, like what I've witnessed um, as an outsider. But we have the privilege to bring in someone that's actually been an insider. Now, just to confirm, you weren't the CEO of Herbal Life. Yeah, I probably <laughs> won't be on this no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, you are someone that has been on the inside, haven't you? So ignore that. Fuck it <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're laughing because Tom's cardboard barrier has just fallen down. See the YouTube channel for a clip of that. But um, you must, we'll have, you that. must have clipped it when you um, when you leopard crawled underneath it earlier. Well, this, yeah, that's where I go for my coffee. That's my safe space. So, but this could be the big reveal because you actually witness my air fryer. Oh uh, yeah, the wave side. That one there. That you could throw anything in that. Everything, everything. Yeah, what have you been throwing in it then, Tom? Um, do you know what? The... But yeah, I mean, you can throw pretty much anything in there. Brilliant. Right, let's get, let's get this episode on track for Tom. Tom's prize out of control. We'll yeah. talk about Herbalife today. You can't fry water. <laughs> you can boil water, but you can't fry it. Technically, if I put water in there, you probably boil it. So technically, it's no longer an air fryer, it's a water boiler. It's just a really, really like long-winded way to make boiled water. I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to do it later. Yeah, so you know you asked me earlier how long it takes to edit episodes. This, this, yeah. this is this is the sort of stuff I've got to deal with, mate. You know what I mean? Well, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. When I said to the wife that I'm, I'm jumping on, she's like, "How long does it normally take?" And I was like, "Well, an episode like the holidays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an episode's like usually an hour, an hour and a half. So I'm like, but um, they can they can go off tangent a bit. So it's probably I'll probably be here for about three hours. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I feel like she's looking at you already. Like this is going to take fucking ages. <laughs> no, but at the same stunk. time, also saying we need to get an air fryer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just ch- buy an air fryer. You don't need to have a kettle anymore. <laughs> Herbalife. I think. I think we'll start from the uh, the beginning then, just to give people a quick uh, outline of what Herbalife is. So Herbalife was started in the 1980s by a guy called Mark Hughes. It wasn't started by Kez, unfortunately. That would be amazing if it was. It was started by a guy called Mark Hughes. Not the guy who used to play for Man United, either. What was that? Oh, Mark, yeah, it was a name. Yeah, Mark Hughes. Do you usually get that reference? Mark Hughes. Nah, yeah, I don't follow football. Uh, football. I'm sure f- few people are listening of football fans. Yeah, now we're just... Uh, my Achilles heel, this foosball stuff. Mm. I don't know it. I've I never really got into football. Uh, do, do you know what? Funny enough, I've never really got into any kind of sport. But one thing I've really started getting into is cheese rolling. Oh, I've seen that, that on the TV, yeah. cool. It's fucking savage, isn't it? I, I don't know how you train for that though, because like obviously we so you train primal functional training. Yeah. <laughs> what is functional to cheese rolling? <laughs> well, they, and cheese. Well, that's the thing. They say the best way to train for something specific is by training, actually doing the movement itself. So there's not many hills in London. I've got a Primrose Hill with like a big wedge of cheese, but during lockdown, it might not be advised. <laughs> But go for your Instagram, mate. Just videos of you chasing cheese down hills. I, I think <laughs> a massive awesome. Stilton. Anyway, back on. See what I mean, Kes? Yeah. We're going to be here all night, mate. I think that was we'll Mark get, we'll Fulton. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> we'll back Mark <laughs> so, so this guy, Mark Hughes, who caused this massive spin-off tangent, he uh, he sort of was the the founder of Herbalife. Um, he did just think of it overnight, though. He actually was involved with previous multi-level marketing companies before, so he kind of knew what he was doing. Uh, we'll get more into that sort of pyramid stuff, anyway. He wanted to bring out a range of magical health products. Now, when you look at these health products, people think, oh, they're amazing. He was pushing them. But really, the idea of Herbalife and it started, for it to not be a Ponzi scheme, you have to have a product. So I reckon that's why he had to initially bring out these range of health products because if he didn't have any products or anything worth selling, it would be a Ponzi scheme and that's pretty much illegal. So I think that's why he did that. So they have weight loss shakes, protein shakes, bars. Uh, I mean, Kez is probably going to tell us about all the, the the full range. He's probably still got some in his garage somewhere. Um they're not they're not they're not, they're not cheap <laughs> they're not cheap at all though <laughs> these aren't cheap products though so when we're saying all these protein shakes you're probably thinking of like websites i don't know my protein where it's you know like two pounds for a kilo of protein whereas if you look on if you go on herbalife right now the sort of basic bog standard price for a tub of 550 grams of protein is 30 pounds and i don't know if that oh. sounds quite expensive if you yeah. compare that to other sort of stuff in the market um but we'll get on to more why that isn't the case. It's a massive company though, so even though it sounds really expensive, you think, how are they selling these products? Who's buying this fucking really expensive protein? Um, but they had revenues in 2018 of nearly $5 billion. So they're obviously doing something Whoa. right. They're obviously, make, they're obviously making money from somewhere. Um, probably for people like Kes, but we'll get into that. Um, just to put that into comparison, when we were talking about the fitness industry as a whole, which as far as I'm aware also includes the supplement industry as a whole, and this is global, it's about, what, what do we say? Uh, in dollars, it was $100 billion. Yeah, $100, $100 billion dollars it was, yeah. So was it $5 billion or pounds, did you say, Bill? $5 billion in 2018. $5 billion, dollars, and that's just Herbalife by itself. So in, in retrospect, it's massive. Yeah, so you're thinking, how, how are they making this money? So 
Well, it's basically the, mar- the multi-level marketing, which is what we've got Kez on for, because he was part of that sort of scheme. I mean, that that's they, they like to say, oh, that's not the way we you know always make money. That's not our main push. But if you actually look at something that Michael o. Johnson said, he was with the old CEO. So he was, I think, a CEO one ago. He actually came out and said, the priority is and always will be recruiting others. Uh, basically, the product is, you know, just another... It's just it's just a way of making it more appealing. So he he came out and basically said that the the, the multi level marketing was a big push. I'm not in those exact words, but he basically sort of said them sort of things. So, how have they got away with it? Any thoughts? How do we think they've got away with it all these years? Um, with Herbal Life in general, there is a lot of loopholing. So as you said, they technically they don't call themselves a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme. Um, at heart, they are a pyramid scheme. Uh, so in regards to pyramid schemes. The way money is made is you get like a trickle-down effect. So what I mean by that is, let's say you have a product. You don't, you can make some money from selling this product, but your main form of income is you will take an extra person under your win. And they will give you money for the product, as well as a bit of cash, uh, like a percentage of what they, of what they make by selling that product. So now you're earning money from possibly selling a product, but most of your money is coming from that underling paying that trickle upwards towards you. But then let's say you get two people under your belt. You've then got two people throwing money up towards you. You get three, four, five, ten people under your belt. Suddenly you've got that trickle coming up. But then what about if those people, your underlings, they then take on people? You're now getting money not just from your own underlings, but from your underlings' underlings as well. And that's pretty much how a pyramid scheme works. So at first it might sound, well, what's what's wrong with that? What's so bad about that? One, it's a bit conniving to say that you're making money from selling a product. Well, technically you are, but you're not making money. You're not making big money. Your main source of income isn't really coming from that product. And the second conniving thing is, at the end of the day, it's supply and demand. If you're in like a small township and you've got about 30 fuckers selling Herbal Life, which already is a niche product, you've now got like 30-odd people trying to sell things and compete with each other when there isn't really a market for it. It's not really supply and demand. It's an oversaturated market. So suddenly the people that are trying to make a living not from having underlings, but from trying to sell the product, it becomes hard because you've got about 30 other people in this small town trying to sell the same thing. Um, Anyone else's thoughts on it? So I, I fucking don't like it, but for me... Something that you've got to buy into straight away is, is alarm belling to me, really. Uh, I don't want to slate it too much because Kez is one of them, you know what I mean? Well, X one of them. So you can't really be like, oh, full of cunts because he was one of them. So I've got to be careful with my words. You can say what you want now. I'm out. I'm out. I've jumped ship, haven't I? Kez is a double agent on our behalf. Oh, yeah. No. We sent him there years ago. We sent him there. Microchipped. Mm. You only left last week, didn't you, Kez? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the reason it. Go on, Andy. What what, what are you getting at? You just don't like it by the sounds of it. Yeah. For me, the big one is the fact that you can you can get sort of roped into it, and sometimes it's not even like you don't even know that it's happening. Like I feel like a lot of people. There's a lot of people pushed that might not even know the full ins and outs. But you give them that sort of the buzzwords that we always talk about. Certain points, like you'll be able to make money. You know what I mean? Buy this amount of product. You know what I mean? Extra money in your cash. You don't even have to do anything. You get someone on for you, they're paying for you. And you're like, well, this sounds great. And then when you really read about it, it's like something like 70, 76% or something like that. Don't ever, or even higher than that, isn't it? Oh, extra net mate. Mate, it's more than that. that. It's 89% of of people make zero. Make make zero. That's fucking, that's 
terrible. I mean, just to add on to what you said there, Andy, about like, uh, you know, it's the claims are very ambiguous and, you know, it. what's the word I'm looking for here? Like it's, it sounds like a, it's very appealing to people that want to make money without actually doing work. Yeah. And they do tend to, they, they do tend to prey on like young mums, etc. Yeah. People that stay at home to look after the kids, but they're told, well, what about if you make money whilst at home with the kids? And usually these are people that are financially vulnerable as well. Well, it's because it's such a big brand, I think, as well. It's been around for a lot. I mean, I said it was 1980s it started. I think because it's such a big, like, well-known brand, people who aren't really clued up too much, they hear the name Herbalife because they've heard of it before and they recognise the branding. It's more, It feels more safe. Do you know what I mean? I think that's kind of why they've got away with it for so long and been around for so long because it's just always been there, isn't it? It's what Herbalife's all, even bad press is good press, isn't it? Yeah. Even when people are like, talk about in the news. Even if you're slagging it off. You're still hearing the name, aren't you? You're still hearing it. You're still aware that it exists. You're still aware that it's a big company. So I think that's kind of... Anyway, let's move, let's move on because we've got Kez here and I want to get I want to get him stuck into the podcast. Yeah. So we've actually got, as we've alluded to, uh, an ex-UK distributor of Herbalife. So on here, mate, we'll go straight into it. Tell us your story. How, how did you um, end up in the, the fabulous world of Her- Herbalife? Yeah, so... Um, how it all started was back in 2013. Um, I was on last week. <laughs> yeah, good blood, cuz. Uh, I, I was off the back of a, an Afghan tour in 2013, where I'd done eight months, and I was coming to the to the end of it. And uh, I knew I was going to have have a lot of uh, leave accumulated, so I was looking at about 12 weeks, like two and a half months off on Pottle. And uh, one of my friends back home. Um, I knew did Herbalife and obviously I've, I've got an interest in health and nu- nutrition and fitness and stuff. So I asked him sort of um, what it's all about and, and, you know, the sort of the ins and outs of it and what the products was like, uh, what you had to do and stuff if you signed up. And I just don't, didn't want to be in a position where I was sat about for two and a half months doing nothing. So yeah, I sort of, I took supplements anyway, which I always have done. Um, so I thought, why not try uh, herb life out and sort of if I make a bit of money off the back of it then that, that's that's a bit of a bonus but it was just something to keep to keep me interested while I was on leave really um I don't really like sitting about and doing out so I, I obviously knew that he did it and at the top of sort of our chain so I was I'm from Hull initially so East Yorkshire and in that sort of area and region um a couple of people who was high up in, in the chain was with a couple of professional rugby players within the city so I thought, well, if the likes of their if they're doing it, then it, it must be it must be like quite admirable to to be on board with. So yeah. I just give it a shot and got some got my mates to send some products out to Afghan and started using the products then, and then just took that took that into my portfolio really, and we'll come into sort of the training and what's expected and stuff um, as the questions progress. But that's how it all started really. So you didn't even look, did you not even look into it yourself at all? You just literally went off these big famous people who are doing it and what your mate told you, you just took it on board at face value and thought, oh, I trust these guys, I'll to take it on, I won't even yeah, well, question it. I've, I've known my mate for years and I, um, I'd seen that he'd had a lot of success doing it. Um, but who, who, fuck, how do I put this? People, strangers don't come up to you in the middle of the street and go, hey, buy this, sell this, do they? It's, it's always uh, the people you know. Yeah. Yeah that are trying to get you in this and they're trying to use that sort of we're mates trust me it's good we're sound don't look at it just don't look at the product it's fine just sell it it's cool do you know what I mean I are you still kick- mates with this person now? no I bet you kicked oh, him in the nuts no yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really good mates obviously. oh alright um, awkward <laughs> <laughs> ever since we, you sort of put the idea to me um, that 
uh, we'll be coming on this week. I've I've got I got in touch with him and sort of reconnected a little bit and sort of uh, Bill gave me a few sort of tip offs of what to expect. So I sort of did. You some owe me digging. money, dickhead. That... <laughs> <laughs> I still owe him money. No, I sort of got his uh, take on it. Like for example, was he still doing it and? And what he thought about it, and and sure enough, it's fucking hell, he, he stopped doing it four years ago. And, um, oh really? Brilliant. I asked him his reasons why, and if these uh, professional players that was in our sort of pyramid scheme when when I signed up, if they're still doing it, and sure enough, they're not doing it anymore. But yeah, it's um, I did do a little uh, bit of revision on it, but you you sort of you get educated as you go along, yeah. shall we say? Yeah, I get what you mean. It's just. So did you? So when you were in Afghan at the end of it, were you just taking a? You weren't like involved in the business side. You were just taking the supplements. I'm guessing at that point, were you? Yeah. So just just getting to know uh, bits and bobs with the supplements, like what they did, and testing different flavors and stuff. And then, but it's still expensive then. Like, were you still spending quite a lot on these products? The registration fee is about well, it's about forty quid. It's about thirty eight quid um, for this initial sign up fee, um, and that gives you an immediate twenty five percent discount um, to buy. Off the off the Herbalife uh, website, so yeah, yeah, uh, you're already getting your products at, co- at discounted price if you sign up to the business. So to me, I thought, well, it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. I'll sign up, get my products yeah, get at discount, discount products. price, and then mm. and then test and adjust, like see what's what, see what I like. Obviously, like you've said, you, you get your protein, you get herbal tea, you get vitamins, you get fucking protein bars. You even get fucking shampoo and, and skincare stuff. So, I mean, and I, di- I didn't use that. Like, obviously, looking at my hair now, I don't use that um, shampoo now. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's just there's a variety of products. And I was keen to sort of um, test bits and bobs out because at the end of the day, that's what I was planning on doing is is, is distributing this kind of stuff and and, and trying, to, trying to make a sell. So when you got back, did you go straight into it then, did you? Because obviously you've just yeah. been away for so long. Did you not want to have a bit of time with the family? Or I mean, you obviously had your tour bonus. You, had a bit, you would have had a bit of financial stability anyway. Did you just go straight into it or did you have a break? Or? Yeah, well, I wasn't. Um, I was going through a bit of a break at the time. Uh, um, so it was, it was, I guess, something else to sort of take my mind off things. And um, hmm. yeah, I started uh, going to these training um, events and, and conferences or seminars or workshops, whatever you want to call them. And uh, just learning a bit. <laughs> yeah, the big fucking big conflabs and just sort of getting amongst the business and sharing, like listening to people's um, experiences and sort of getting to know people in in my sort of region and area. What are those meetings like then? Are they are they like what we see on TV and YouTube, like big massive <laughs> stages and some guy in front screaming about his Lamborghinis and his twenty five holidays a week? And yeah, so I've um, usually they did about uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, as I say, for my region, I was from Hull, so. Um, one one of the meetings throughout the week was like people who, who sort of within the Hull vicinity. So you'd go to like a, an area in in Hull. So we used to go to like uh, the rugby ground of one of the players who we used to play at, um, sort of their conference suite or conference suites at hotels and stuff in the area. And, and then we'd go there and, and do some training. And then uh, the back end of the week or the week after, you'd meet up with like your region. So... Uh, people from West Yorkshire and North Yorkshire and South Yorkshire, you, they'd pick like a place or a conference suite in, uh, say, Castleford or something, and um, then everyone in the whole region would sort of car share or make your own way there. And, and 
encouraged to take a friend and stuff and see what it's all about and, and, and receive training on that region. So the, the, it sounds like the main focus was bringing other people in. Like, were these meetings? Yeah, well, that's were, were it. people even talking about the products? Was anyone even talking about, like, oh, we've got a new protein? Is it just, how many people have you got? Oh, have you got a friend of you? Oh, do you want to get that? Was it, yeah, that what it was about? Just... So the, um, the skip to. Well, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. What was the training like? What was what was the training like? <laughs> how to sell to people, by the sounds of it. No, so, like I say, you go to these meetings um, and uh, obviously you're encouraged to take somebody along, but that, that sort of came when I was sort of a bit more confident in what I was talking about and obviously having experience using the products, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't start inviting someone in my first week of, of uh, doing it. But, um, yeah, you could, you could be there for like two to three hours on some occasions, um, but it's more of like a, a social event. So you'd have you'd have breaks in, in within these meetings and in the breaks there'd be like, it'd be like herbal tea or like, you know, protein bars like chopped up, you know, so you could sample the products and, sort of get you in there and think oh if you've brought a mate with you then there's yeah. they can test products while they're at these events type thing but you get like guest speakers or people who are quite well off well off and high up in the business and they'd fucking like sell their story and say like this is how i started about fucking five years ago and look where i am now type thing uh so sort of bragging um and then you'd hear different testimonies a bit of storytelling so they do like the first bit of the meeting used to be about half an hour's worth of like people sort of standing up and telling the story and, and building confidence and uh, discussing their sort of um, experience of where they started and how they've come, what sort of results they've had, um, you know, if, they, if they've lost weight off the back of products and and where they see themselves in the future. And even that was like, that's a lead back to like these uh, pro rugby lads they'd like stand up and sort of give their, their story and, and, and things. And that that's for me, like I'm, as you know, I'm fucking massively into rugby and rugby league. And obviously one of the players who, who played for the team I support, so it's like, well, he's fucking doing it and he's done all right. Yeah, 100%. So, that's, like, must I definitely be doing feel that, um, yeah. like people that are put in a position of power, whether they mean it to or not, like rugby players, footballers, everything like that, they have a moral obligation to like look after people like that. So these these sort of things that they're doing, they should definitely yeah. look into more. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a few gripes with that though. It's, um, one of the other lads who, yeah, uh, I don't want to jump on on the podcast and fucking start bad Marvin him, but um, <laughs> yeah, do it, kids, go full send, mate. Unleash. You're you're, you're safe now. <laughs> back in the um, a few months back when I spoke, when I think Herblife came up in one of the podcasts, and I touched base with Bill and said, look, um, you probably don't know this, but I used to used to be a a fucking Herbalife independent distributor, as we was called. That's the official line. Um, back when, back then, and then this one of the rugby lads who, who I thought uh, was like a, he is like a decent lad, but I mean the sort of attitude towards the business and 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 friendships and how to approach people. Like, it sort of took me back a bit because uh, I realised that I'd stopped doing Herbalife, but it moved on to another product, another. Um, MLM scheme, pyramid scheme, whatever you want to call it, and that—that's the fucking worrying matter. Is you go from not just being herb life, you go into something else, and you're trying to push and sell that, in because you're in a position of power. So he started engaging me, like well, we're talking over six months ago now, asking how my training was going, and I thought it was just catching up and being like a genuine bloke. And then all of a sudden, the fucking buzz line came in, like, would you want to have a look at these products? I was seriously taking his training, and I thought, fucking hell, mate, like. Not this again. <laughs> I, I, like not, not. I actually quite like the bloke, and I thought, like, 
that's how you're coming across now. And, I, and I, looking back, it fucking cringes me out because that's yeah. potentially what I sounded like. And when I um, when I connected with my mate who signed me up uh, last week, we was chatting about this. <laughs> and he, uh, he even fucking said the same because he said, oh, I'm off Facebook now, but I had to jump on Facebook Messenger the other week to sort of check, look back for, for some of And he said he was absolutely cringed at like all the messages that I used to send to people. And I'm like, yeah, I can imagine because... If you're doing quite well and you want to sell and you and you're a quite a pushy person, um, it can come across in a really yeah like awkward and difficult manner. Like well, it's, it's it, not something no, you want to be hearing. No genuineness about that conversation. In on the side, there 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 is there is money, isn't there it? is a, a, an idea that you are trying to push across. So you have an agenda straight away. Yeah. No matter what the outcome is, oh, my nan's died. Have you ever heard yeah, of yeah. life? Um, might be able to help her out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, she's yeah. dead. Now, I'm pretty sure this can help. You're always dead. Another thing at these fucking training events, um, so uh, it's quite funny, really, looking back, but you'd get um, sort of education and, and during the meeting, we'd, we'd try and do like a test or a game. So you'd text like 10 people in your phone book. You've probably fucking heard the story before, but basically you'd text 10 people in your phone book. Just, it could be random or it could be whatever, family members, and just give them like a bit of a selling line and just try and reconnect with them. But the, the, the issue with that is um, you can you can text your mate in your phone or you went to school with saying, now then, mate, how's things? One is going to think, fucking hell, this is a bit random. And then... If, if he texts back saying, yeah, how are you doing type thing, all right. And then all of a sudden you're putting the fucking product in front of him trying to sell it. It's like, there's, there's no sort of, um, there's no sort of, I don't know, middle ground with it, is there? It's like, no. you, it's random thinking back. Like, yeah, you can talk to your family or you can talk to your close mates about a products that you're interested in and trying to sell. But if you're like speaking to Joe Bloggs who you haven't seen since fucking year 11 at school, then all of a sudden you're saying, oh, I've got this business opportunity that I'm, I'm really um, really interested in. Can I take five minutes of your time? He's going to think, fuck off, mate. You have alarm bells, didn't you? Because you'd think, well, why are they yeah. talking to me after all these years? They must be selling it for them. That's what I'd think. I'd think they're obviously trying to get money out of me somehow because why would you bother? Why would you connect with someone you, you haven't spoke to for years unless you're trying to get something out of them? Yeah. Um, to get it for your game. You're pretty much breaching uh, the trust of friendship, really. Um, there's not a lot of yeah. yeah. Well, they're no um, longer a friend if someone comes up to you and is like, "I've got a proposition." So what you said, Andy, about you know, like, it's, what, what you you joke about it, what you said before, but um, I have actually had someone approach me uh, to join their business team. It wasn't Herbal Life, but it was a multi-level marketing scheme. Uh, when I was actually on in in a hospital bed with my foot pretty much hanging off, <laughs> you know, and when they when they gave me the I'd never I'd not heard from this person in a long 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 time, um, <clears throat> and yeah, just out of the blue, had a Facebook message while I was in the on the gurney. Oh, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. Um, well, no, not not I'm not bad. You know, I've I've had a bit of an accident. I'm in the hospital at the moment. I've got a, I fucked my foot. And then the reply was just something on the lines of, oh, that, that's really awful. But I tell you what, if you do want to make some extra money, <laughs> and went down that route. And I just... I just you, can't make up, you can't say that to someone you don't know. You you physically can't yeah. turn around to someone off the street yeah, and be like, oh, can't. cheer up, mate. Do you want to earn some money? It's just... It just 
it has to you have to manipulate your friends and family and then manipulate them to manipulate their friends and family and it goes like work colleagues people you try you, you have to have some sort of trust in there because it would sound so creepy if some yes. re- like if genuinely some weirdo come up to you and was like text 10 people in your phone let's try and make some money you'd be like fuck off mate yeah honestly i i've never heard that text 10 people in your phone for me i'd be like yeah, well, it could be it could be more than that. Like it, it could be fifteen, twenty people. You know, if like if you've had good success off the last meeting you went to, what? It's like oh, you did ten last week. Um, the idea was like to text ten people and hopefully get three people who are interested. So if you took that forward into the week, I after, could only I, I could only do that. two meetings. That's how many people I got in my phone book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out. <laughs> but the other thing is. Um, the other thing is sort of wearing the brand and the and the, the, the apparel and the stash. So it, you've obviously seen like the fucking Herbalife cringe um, badges that they get. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Tell me more. Yes. Lose... Yes, you get little gold label pin badges. Yeah, so you'll say like um, <laughs> lose weight, ask me how on the fucking badge. So it'd be the, oh. you go into a supermarket, so you're cutting about in Asda or you, you're just <laughs> fucking... Did you used to wear these in Asda? Okay, it's called Tell Me, you did, didn't you? I can neither confirm or deny that. <laughs> but I've, um... I just want to quickly say a story about that, actually. Um, it's not just badges, it's also shirts. And uh, yeah. I work in a commercial gym. And very recently, a, a... No, 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 no. I don't know the guy's name. But he came into the gym wearing that shirt. And my manager actually made him leave the gym because he didn't have a different <laughs> shirt. And to me, that is a... Uh, now that's that's integrity. I know I'm working in the right place when so, that happens. So, Kez, how far did you, how far did you get up in, up in the business, or like how many how many family members did you manipulate to get to where you was? Have you got a so number? Get, so the um to get off the initial twenty five percent um discount, you need to you get what's called. I think it's called Value Points VP or something. So you, you get every sort of sale you put through the the website. Yeah, you get you get points off the back of that. The next sort of jump from twenty five percent was thirty five percent discount, and that's by selling getting a thousand points um, in a month in one calendar month. So basically, that's why there's like a massive um, there's quite a big push from when you first start off because if you if you're passionate about something and and you connect with family members, close friends, people who, who think they'll support you on your little business adventure, you can sort of plunge you up um, a thousand pound, a thousand points worth of supplements and products which you can buy off the site and, and you've already you've already cashed in and you're up to 35% discount. So basically, like that video um, alludes to which uh, Bill sent out, that is literally it. So you, you'll buy it off, um, you'll sell it at what Herbalife um, sell it out on the website, but whatever discount you you buy it for, the, the middle bit in between is your profit. It's quite savage, really. But and you can get the likes of um, supervisor roles and etc. etc. Um, is up to fifty percent discount. So basically, you're buying at fifty percent, and the rest of it, what you're selling to the punters, is fucking your, your is your your money. But off the back of that, like you say. You've got your supervisor, and you've got fucking X amount of people underneath you. They're doing selling. Um, they bring fucking one, two, three, and they sign people up to the meeting. They're selling as well, and you're making money off off people you've signed up. 
that's how it works. That's obviously this multi-level marketing, isn't it? It hurts me. It is. It's fucking but I am brutal. quite intrigued, so I might sign up. You could be our inside man. That's how you I'll be your inside it. man, but you've all got to buy product off me. I tell you what, what about if we like make the business collapse from inside out? It's kind of like, like what's happened with the, the GameStop stocks. At the, sorry, the GameStop stocks at the moment. Maybe we could do that. We all purposely upstream Andy so he becomes president. And, and then, then and, suck it in. And you suck it in. After I bought a Lambo. Blinding. Well, we have to put all of us a Lambo. You'd have to put I'll buy everyone um, a Lambo, fair. and then we'll cream it. You'd have to put a fucking Herbalife um, insignia on the side of it, though. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. you cut around with the fucking, um, yeah, the symbol. I mean, what I really like about having you on here, Kez, is as I said, like you've managed to bring some inside information to this. So what you said about how you kind of approach people to rope into multi-level marketing, I've seen some of the approaches that uh, these representatives have taken to get people under their win, but I never knew that about like the whole the phone thing about finding ten numbers on your phone. Because um, when people when when people talk about oh herbal life meetings etc., I knew there was like a sales aspect behind it. Yeah. But how much of that was actually nutritional education? Yeah, not a lot. I don't think no. From what I can remember looking back, because um, like you say. Um, Nobody who signs up for Herbalife, unless they've got a qualification in nutrition, you're not going to fucking get it from Herbalife because there's no recognised qualification of it. It's just yeah. literally trying to sell in it. And that's why I've, and I'm jumping the gun here, but that's like one of the reasons why I've dipped out because no, I dipped, dipped out years and years ago. But when you... Um, it's a lack of ethics. Really, when you don't really have the passion for the right reasons, when people's passion in that business is sell, 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 and that's... That's not what I was in it to start off with. But again, but again, it's that sort of naivety, isn't it? Where you don't know much about the product, so you so you invest in it, you buy into it because you like what that what what it's coming across. You quite like it, which is understandable because in all grand scheme things, Herbalife does sound quite good. So you're like, oh, okay, nutritional product. I could earn some money on the side. Cool. Everyone seems to be buzzing about it. And the more you learn, the more you realise, wait a second, maybe this product isn't what it seems to be. And then your sort of internal moral compass sort of yeah. divides you going, right, do I want money or do I do I want to fucking not scam people? And and you sort of choose the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna buzzword it here, so fucking here's the thing, Tom. Um, the thing. Woo! <laughs> um we start with chatting to Bill before you jumped on and I said, um, there was a couple of buzzwords that always always gets the um, the old mannerisms up, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, I I was selling to me to me um, to my mum and my auntie, and I had my next door neighbour using the products at the time, and a couple of mates from school and their their sort of girlfriends, and the thing that I found really really difficult was going round there on a on a weighing session and them having a, a negative result, and it's trying to be that compassionate sort of person when you're trying to believe in the products and give them nutritional advice off the back of what you're trying to learn yourself because you haven't got any qualification or out in it and they've had a negative result and that gets them down and you're trying to pick them back up and still invest in the products for the week after yeah. and it's tough it's really tough and that's um i think where I sort of put it to bed is i was posted down in cambridge and uh, when I went back to work and stuff, I built up a network of people in my hometown in, in the whole region. But 
trying to do that over a weekend and weigh people every week and keep them interested and keep the comms up throughout the week, it, it becomes a fucking full-time job, it sounds. And then you go down to Cambridge and you're trying to sort of build your network of people back up. It's, it can be a difficult thing because you haven't got that support bubble from your training group and, and who you're attending sessions with. You say there's like, I call it bland information or false information, but you obviously get people... Um, so I was on Facebook at the time. So this is this is a, an example or a scenario. So I've got um, a lot of friends, and 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 they like seen me write some fucking cringy Herbalife status, and they love that. They'll lap it up and set the piss out of me, and then say fucking hell, you aren't doing it as well, are you? And it's that kind of attitude. But you're trying to defend the brand by giving them information which you pick up yourself or learn at these events that you go to, these training events. And one of them's the like of um, the Herbalife, Herbalife 24 range, which is, you might see, it's, um, it's like a, a black and a green coloured sort of box yep. um, yeah. logo. It's sort of the sports range, which is what I used to, I used to use, um, where you see the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, and that, that's name dropping. And people yeah. try and fucking use that and say, well, if he's promoting the brand, there's like the likes of LA Galaxy had it on um, on their shirts as their sponsor. Yeah, I want to quickly jump in there, Kez, because that's a, a really important point you've just made. And it kind of goes hand in hand with what you said earlier about how you had these like top lads in rugby, etc., promoting it. Yeah. So we get something called the appeal to authority, which is where, well, this famous person or this top-level athlete or this absolutely ripped buff guy is using this thing or is saying this, therefore it must be true. But we got uh, so Ronaldo, perfect example. Ronaldo sponsors Herbal Life. Ronaldo also sponsors KFC. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like a cognitive dissonance, though, right, isn't it? It's. It well, is I bet you. I bet you he doesn't take any of it. I bet you yeah. they sort of sat down and went, "We want to give you this big fat check if you turn around and say I love Herbal Life." He signed a deal recently. Cristiano Ronaldo signed a deal till twenty twenty two. Still with Herbal Life. Yeah. Well, that's. The, I think I, it, literally it was. Um, I'm sure one of his family members was using the products, and off the back of that, he sort of. They took an interest in it, but I mean, sponsorship's fucking sponsorship, and it. You're you're yeah. a high level athlete. It could be Nike, it could be fucking anyone. Like, if they're waving money, yeah. but at the end of the day, this geezer still got to believe in in the products in some form. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna just sit here and slag it off. Some of the products are uh, are good and beneficial. It's just the way people go about um, distributing it and pushing it. That's why. Did you I actually believe really... in the product, Kez? Like when you first got it pitched to you, did you? Did they sell it to you as like a, a, quick, a get rich quick scheme, or did they tell you the product was amazing? Like what was the what was the approach that you were first presented with? I I was um, used the product in one way. I used to um, use it as a healthy shake in the morning, so our breakfast. Which obviously in the previous podcast we've talked about fucking fuel and, and on the go, and it's yeah. quick and easy. And you can use a blender and put it in and fucking put fruit in or whatever. But people who are trying to lose weight quite well quicker than others or have got a, a high desire to, to lose weight um, substitute it for um, two meals throughout the day. And that's where I think some people have a problem with because you're not fucking second on board a healthy nutrition meal um, the three times basic, a day. Yeah, the only basic. One, only once or twice a day. But yeah, the blag of it is... Um, the scientists and researchers who, who invested so much time in, in developing these products and, and there is nutritional value in Herbalife shakes, but I mean, everyone fucking knows now and I'm, I'm more wise up to it and not, not naive anymore, but you should be eating three healthy meals a day, not fucking shakes anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
So I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent in this uh, in regards to the product itself and, as you said, about the replacing it for two meals a day. So we've kind of spoke about this in a previous podcast, which was the episode on very low-calorie diets. Now, with a... So the popular... the most, As far as I'm aware, uh, as of 2021, the most popular Herbal Life product is the Formula One Shake. Yeah, and that yeah, is the standard yeah. Herbal Life Shake. Yeah. And... Each shake is roughly around 200, 220 calories, I believe, per shake. So if you're taking two of those a day, that's 400, 450 calories, and then you're taking a main meal. Uh, I can't really say how many calories a standard main nutritious meal is because everyone's different. Uh, But, you know, my my dinner early on was roughly, you know, 600 calories. Uh, But to be fair, a lot of that was veg. You can get a high-calorie dinner. But what matters is if you're only having 400 plus a little bit more calories from these shakes, that that's a lot. Of, and you're having a dinner on top of that. Very rarely are you going to be having like a, you know, 1200 calorie dinner, etc. Unless you're like an intermittent faster. But what it all comes down to is chances are if you're having two shakes a day at 200 calories each and then your calories on top of that for your main meal, chances are you're probably in a low calorie a very low calorie diet, so chances are you you are going to lose weight. Um, I mean, in in regards to the product itself, compared to so now I'm going to go back a little bit. I don't mind people taking meal replacement shakes, but I wouldn't recommend it be a consistent thing every day. I mean, it can be like when Bill takes his heel. Uh, how's your heel sponsorship coming along, Bill? Have you heard back from him yet? <laughs> I think, like so. Well, this might be the well, thing. They did take my slogan on board, didn't they? So if they did, yes. <laughs> if if you're taking like a, a heel shake because it's convenient, fair enough. If you're purposely having a low calorie day every now and again, uh, then fair enough. But it's not something I'll do intentionally over and over and over again for the rest of my life because that's just not consistent. But the problem is very low calorie diets are ethical, especially amongst those that are needing like a, a treatment for obesity, like a surgical intervention, etc. But it should be prescribed by a nutritionist, a dietitian, or your doctor. But I mean, I have nothing against, uh, you know, meal replacements. But that is how that is how Herbalife kind of goes off of its whole weight loss phase. It's basically a very low calorie starvation diet, and it's being prescribed by people that are not really trained or or have the correct credentials to be prescribing what is pretty much a, uh, you know, technically it's a it's a, it's a medical treatment <laughs> it's a medical treatment no it's, but, dangerous, um, isn't it? it's bizarre to me that you can you can sign up what 38 quid you can sign 38 quid and become a distributor you are toying with someone's like the way they live now the way they operate the way that they function day to day and you could be some fucking dude who gets a call from his mate you could be some doris who is on a school run you could have no clue about anything like this, but yet be roped in, and now you are you are you are selling this product. And as we talk about, this could be this could be so low in like calorie a calorie deficit that you could do some real harm to yourself, if not potentially fucking death. But yet none of this is any of this given to you, like any information like this, all of this like this nutritional like stuff. Is this is a is this sat down? Are you talked about this at meetings, or is it a bit like, 
we're just going to talk about just general fucking shits and gigs and go into it. I don't... Yeah, it's all, um, to me, from what I remember going back, like I say, it was all people's experiences, people fucking who made money out of it, sort of selling their dream, um, testimonies, like people who've had dream sell, isn't it? Just all about yeah. money, isn't it? It's all about well, fucking money. Um, it's not about health, well, fucking, it? You'll laugh at this bastard. Um, there was a guy who we had on an event, and his sort of one-liner was, you can't sell a dream looking like a nightmare. And that, to me, was fucking, like, out there. Because, like uh, Andy's just said, any Joe Bloggs or fucking Doris down the street, like, not, might not be a figure of health, uh, might have a weight complex already. And all of a sudden, they're tipping up to meetings to just fucking receive training. And they might not feel like a dream, like the way they look, but yeah. apparently you need to look amazing to sell this product. And that's it's the wrong mentality, I think. But that's that was literally one of the quotes that he said. That's um, yeah. fucking horrendous. Yeah, it's howling. And um, off the back of that, and I look back, and, and it does cringe me out, to be fair. When, like I say, I used to be on Facebook, and you're sort of looking out for, um, not buzzwords, but you're looking out for sort of... Um, you know, the general fucking Facebook status, um, if any of you are still on Facebook, like, oh, I'm, I'm putting on so much weight, I'm fat, or... And you're, like, I was, like, looking out for people like that to sort of engage with and, like... Like a fucking vulture, Kez. Exactly. Well, that's that's not why they call me Kez, by the way. I'm not a fucking vulture. Like <laughs> you sort of... You, you you feel like you're um, you're encroaching in someone's space, but that, that's exactly what you're doing. You, 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 next you thing, have you know, to, don't you? Fucking, you're sliding into the DMs, fucking telling them about a business opportunity that you're involved in. It's like, fucking hell. But it, like, was I really like that? But again, you, you've you gone in and this... Do you know what? It's probably not half of the people's fault, in in essence, because you're like this infant seller. You don't know what you're doing, in essence. You're just sort of being taken along to these meetings and you are being fed the information that they need you to, to, to yeah. fuel and feed more. So yeah. you're there going, okay, this is kind of how I need to be. Oh, I see everyone else at these meetings doing it, and they're all happy they're doing it. So what am I doing wrong? If I look at these people that have been doing it for years, been doing it for months, that are good at it, they're all happy. So why? Are you, so what's wrong in it? You know what I mean? If you're in a room full of happy people, you know, you kind of, you, you're sort of switching that mentality to, oh, actually, this might be a good thing. Let's go. I'll just email, send out some. And then until you've sort of stepped back and you've stepped away from it, then actually you're like... What the fuck was I doing? Yeah. That's mad. That's, that's the situation where I found myself in now. Just like you just think back and I'm not, um, I'm not like, have I got any regrets? Um, I don't, I don't know. Probably, I'd, ne- I'd never, I'd never do it again, put it that way. But yeah. It's just, is it, it's, is it, it's not the product, like, but the way that the product was put out? Yeah, exactly. Exactly that, yeah. Um, I, I, I did believe in the products. I, I enjoyed taking the, the Herbalife 24 um, sport range. Um, I did find it beneficial in my sort of diet at the time, but in terms of like trying to push the products out there and the way people did got went about the business, I found that a bit wrong. Yeah. So, so when you gave when you when you stopped selling, what was that like to then tell tell like all your customers to be like, I'm not doing it anymore? Were they like, what? Why? What's going on? What's this? That? Never? No. Well, it, I think it, it sort of all fizzled out um, on its own accord, like. You'd, um, I remember selling selling my old RSM um, stuff. He, he got out the um, the army, and um, fucking went up to Scotland in Civvy Street, and and I still had a connection with him on Facebook, and and he was buying it off me for months, um, 
and I didn't even, I didn't, I wasn't even seeing him. I was just doing weekly check-ins virtually because I couldn't fucking go up to Scotland every every week or twice a week to weigh in yeah. to check up on him. So that's you've got customers who who are virtually like that, but then you've got customers like say with your next door neighbour or your mum or your auntie like like I used to um, sell to quite regularly. But then it sort of it does fizzle out, and then people maybe get the weight loss um, result that they wanted and then fucking start eating normally, you know? Yeah. Did you make much money on this case then? Not in total, in the grand scheme? No, like I say, I only, only pursued it and got to the 35% discount. Um, hmm. So I was never making more than like £100 a month, really. Um, oh, really? How much did you spend in total then? Like, well, that's what I mean. Spend? You can, um, when you go to um, one of the meetings, you need a sort of, you need a bit of stock, shall we say? Mm. So you go to, to let's go back to the text ten people in your phone or whatever. So the idea was you text ten people and you want three three of those people to sort of buy into the product or or even give it a shot. And, and what what these um, buyings was called was three day trials. So a three day trial was about fifteen quid off Herbalife, and you'd sell it for a tenner. You sort of you were sort of making even if you was if you had a, a decent discount rate. So you're sort of making even, but you're trying to get their buying. So they might have a nice, quick, fast result off the back of this three-day trial, but it's all about the follow-up with that. Mm. So you, you weigh them at the start, you weigh them after the three days, you're checking in on them, and then you're sort of selling to sort of draw them in if they want to buy uh, more products, and that's when they sort of get to see a profit off the back of the three-day trial, which are quite the good. The problem is as well is what... Tom alluded to earlier was, you know, these shakes are basically a very low-calorie diet. Because of the nature of those shakes, you're pretty much guaranteed results. Yeah, exactly. So you, 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 can't, fuck off, up. you can't fuck up with those results. You're building off their, their results, but there's no obligation. And that, that was the sort of message in these text messages and these reach-outs to people on Facebook. There's no obligation. Like, at the end of the day, it's a fucking three-day trial for a tenner. What's the, what's the worst that's going to happen? Um, and that's, that's the short and fast of it, sort of maybe lure them in with a three-day trial and then maybe explain the business a bit more, get them onto different products, get them to sample different products, bring them to a fucking meeting, bring them to a training seminar, get them interested in the business. If they start doing well uh, in that sort of month that you've lured them in, think about having them as a um, an independent distributor under your sort of chain and and that's how it fucking goes. That's that's the. It's like an illusion, isn't it? If you owning a business, they kind of make you that make you feel like you're a business owner when really you're just working for Herbalife. You're an employee yeah, well, of Herbalife. That's what when Andy said it straight away at the start. We like you get fucking single parent, mum of two, we sat at home, and she's like, "Fuck me, I could do with a job." Like, well, what, what's better than sitting on your ass and trying to make a bit of money? Yeah, just going to the bus stop when you drop your kids off at school, being like, "Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Look what I'm doing." Avon, yeah. that's another one. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Avon do fucking it. Everyone's, every every wife or fucking, you know, it's like being on a military fucking camp. They're all they're all fucking doing shit anyway. There's all this sensey candle shit, smelling shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right there, isn't it? It's, you have like it's an the Avon, same fucking Avon same party. Shite. Yeah, you have like fucking Herbalife parties. Come round, try this stuff, test this stuff out. We've got um, we've got a, a a woman who used to live opposite us, and she's moved off off camp now. But she's um into this fucking sensor stuff. It's like um, they call it that candle smelling stuff. Oh, the melts. You know about the melts? Yeah, like the melts. Skinny and, candle, like... is it? Jesus. Oh, fucking hell. Skinny <laughs> candle. <laughs> we made it. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just really. The wife is just like holds back a bit on what she says, but 
it's just like it's just so cringe. It's really pushy, and yeah, to be you just cool. think you're doing exactly the same thing as any other fucking pyramid scheme market. You're just trying to get a sell and, and reap the rewards of the difference between what you buy it for and what you what you sell it for. I think that'll move us quite nicely, Kez. We'll go on to some questions that we got from the uh, from some of our uh, Instagram followers. And there's quite a lot of questions there. I feel like we're going to fill any blanks that we might be missing. And the first question kind of relates to what you said there about the, the money thing. So someone asked any discounts, obviously as a joke, but I want to know is <laughs> kind of on, in terms of price and stuff, is it how much control do you guys have? Is it literally about your margins? Do you what, yeah. you've got your let's say you're thirty five percent off? You then decide how much profit you are just you want to make because it must be weird because the prices are going to be different wherever you look. Then aren't they? Whoever you buy off, surely. You can only yeah well you can only sell it for what it's selling on the website recommended selling prices on on the website oh sell it sorry so you you buy it at that discounted rate but you sell it at a fixed price oh so you can't do any discount further than no, that no no oh, so you, I've you, seen people online do that though so I, I looked at a guy's website he was selling it for like a ten percent off compared to what the Herbalife website was he had his own website he had his like a own he had his own yeah. Herbalife website he's obviously like a big time player probably a fucking yeah. I don't know platinum four million but he had his own website with like a yeah, but he, if so he, how is he getting away with a discount? Yeah, is but if he, he's higher get, up or no, but if he's getting fifty percent off, so he's he's only paying half price, yeah. then he can turn around and sell it for like like less of a profit. So like, if he takes 10 percent off, he's only getting the forty or whatever. But you've got to do that though, because that's yeah, yeah, of course you can. Be, yeah. You can sell like it. You say you, it's in fucking what do you call it? Investing to or speculate to accumulate. Fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, he Just, can you, sell it for less of the product. Off the back of like them three-day trials that I was on about, you're hoping to lure somebody into the business who eventually gets your money back for you because they've fucking they've, they've thought these products are all right, I'll buy more. It's weird because you, you're technically, if you're higher up than them, you can sell the product for cheaper than they can. So you're, high, you're getting people under your wing who are going to sell the product for more expensive than you're selling it. So you're setting up to fail, really. But the idea, you know mate, you can sell it for cheaper than them. The idea, mate, isn't to make your profit eventually off of selling the product yourself. You're making money off of the people underneath you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> there's something I want to quickly touch on, actually. Um, so obviously you get people that join as uh, distributors, but there's another common tactic, and that is... Herbal Life Clubs, or yeah, oh, yeah we haven't spoken about them. There's a there's a legality with this, so they're not allowed to call them Herbal Life Clubs. They have to be called nutritional clubs or something on like those lines. Um, there's actually a nutritional club about 500 meters from my from my door. Um, they're not allowed to, for legal reasons, they're not allowed to have Herbal Life on the front of their shop, and usually they have to have frosted blasted windows. Um, I have no idea why. Legally, why they're not allowed to advertise themselves as a herbal life club, but it's very—it's like a Scientology building. It's like a cult. Now, the idea of these clubs is you attract people into the store. So let's call it a store. Technically, it is a store. Um, you attract people into the club, and sometimes they've got like a couple of shit, you know, fitness classes. I feel they might do like a tasting, a herbal life tasting, and then they maybe, may perhaps you can purchase the equipment, in, sorry, the, the the product in there. I'm not 100% sure how it works. It's really like Scooby Doo. I don't know how it works in there. But the main goal of it is that you're exposing yourself to people that you can possibly get to join your business to yeah. do that trickle stream. It's the idea of bringing, bringing a friend to an event, isn't it? It's just yes. They had their own meetings about. in there. Yeah. But, but as you said at the start, Tom, though, if you're. 
Well, if you say you get 20 people under your wing in his little club and on your, down your road, you've then got 20 people trying to flog Herbalife and rice slip. How the fuck's that going to work? I mean, it doesn't it's, work, does it? Yeah, it doesn't it's matter actually, because they're all buying it from you. Of course it doesn't. That's how dodgy it is. That's how wrong the system is that you can like, so, saturate the market so badly. And like, where, I, where I currently live, which is rice slip, quite a small town in West London, it's, it's a big area for Herbalifers. And I'm going to say it probably doesn't surprise me due to having a club situated in rice slip. You know, you get yeah. you get to expose yourself to more of the population, to pretty much expose to this idea of, do you want to join this business? Do you want to take more people under your wing, etc. Every gym I've been to here has herbal lifers in it. <laughs> one one thing I, um, I wanted to add on as well with the training seminars and yeah, goats and bobs. Um, well, the more I got into it. Um, it was myself and a few other members of the like the whole region. We sort of, we, we set up this fit camp, and it was completely free of charge. Um, and we used to do this on like the local park, on the local council's um, council-owned parks. And it was yeah, like I say, completely free of charge. But that was it was something I thought I was sort of investing in as well to help people out. So not only were they sort of buying products and. And all wanting to lose weight, they were, they were exercising once a week as well, and that was a sort of selling point of these meetings. Like, come down to these, you know, it's like the, the typical fucking legs, bums, and tums fucking mummy sessions. It's like, under you get the guise of like a fitness class. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's not a fizz session. It's a fucking it's just advertisement a exercise. <laughs> it's a bit of exercise and, and getting people who want to lose weight who don't normally go to the gym or do exercise, it's just getting them moving. And that was something we incorporated into the into so the weekly I, regimes as well. I feel like you were you were you were there you were your heart was in the right place with this. Yeah. The intention was good. You weren't going down, I want to make a boatload of money. You were here to genuinely you 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 took a product, you liked it, which Okay, now if you like it, it's going to work. In my eyes, that's how that's how we live in our life. And you, you trusted like, influential people as well. Yeah, you, yeah. You like something, you take it, you make you feel good. That's you buying into it because you like it. Well, why not? And then someone's cottoned on, influenced you. Let's make some money. You've gone down the yeah, and then you've seen it for what it is. Yeah, it's that. And that's the fucking nail on the head. I think that's a true representation of where where I sort of see it now. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I invested in it. I was just supplementing my diet as it was anyway, because I've always took supplements, and yeah. it was just why not fucking try and Cause I've noticed potentially you, make you're a You're not actually flagging out of the it. product off, are you? You're not saying. No, I'm not. Like I'm a, not like... No, no. I um, the products are actually nice, and um, there's loads of different flavors and stuff, and there's a different variety of, like I say at the start, um, shakes, protein bars, fucking tea, shampoo, and and, and et cetera, et cetera. But um. The products weren't, weren't really the problem. It was the, some of the people that you meet along the way and the pushiness, yeah. Okay, so I want to move on to the next question because that how you left the company is quite linked to this next one. So someone asked, did they have to sign legal paperwork banning them from speaking out when they left? Obviously, you didn't because you <laughs> talked to us now, but how did you leave? Is there a process of leaving or did you just put tool, you just tools down and just fucking walk away? Is that, is that yeah, it's just, I just, um, I didn't have to sign anything. You just get, you get, uh, like you say, the sign-up fee, um, initially is your registration fee and that's a yearly fee so if you want to carry on every year you need to pay another fee so oh, well. that's you just stop paying basically yeah just stop paying and then it sort of all fizzled out because like I say people got what they wanted I think people get what they wanted they, they lost half a stone if they, if they had a goal to lose half a stone they lost that and then it's hard to fucking get people 
interested back into it if they've been on the products for two months and they've reached a goal that they want. That mm. Fucking Doris wants to lose half a stone before she goes um, on a fucking holiday. She's achieved that in a two-month period and, and now she's happy. She doesn't want to use the products anymore. She thinks she can carry on and, and, and stop wasting her money. But she probably won't because the education with the products is probably, it's just a supplement, isn't it? They haven't been given education on long-term sustainable habits, have they? Which I think is quite... But again, what they've done is they've supplemented two two meals for 400 mm. calories instead. Of course they're going to lose weight. And now they're going to go back to 1,200 calories plus more. Yeah. But like you say, you, you say that though, but I had a, I had a particular customer who... I just I just couldn't fucking work out what was going wrong. One week um, she'd be um, losing a few pounds, and the next it sort of level out, and then the next week she might have put on weight and it'd be higher. And she was like almost in a in a state of tears when I was tipping up um, Wayner and stuff. And it, it it's not very nice, is it? It's like no, it's not. You want people to have a, have a buzz off it and and sort of. But again, you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. So. I found a lot of this, so when I've ever had a personal client before, I found that the ones that weren't losing the weight, normally the ones that would secretly fall off the wagon. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah or definitely. like, or not, or not actually know they're eating as much as they thought they were. Because yeah. I've noticed it before. I, I can quite happily just sort of walk in the kitchen. If I'm not playing a game or something, I might nip in the kitchen, grab a pack of biscuits, only expect to eat one or two. <laughs> And then by the end of the night, I'm like, shit, Auburn's gone. I mean, we've seen your eating habits, Sandy. I'm concerned. So. It's rats, isn't it? <laughs> the listeners have heard your eating habits. And, Fuck me. Yeah. The other <laughs> issue I had was um, my auntie, who I spoke about earlier, she likes a, uh, a glass of red wine, like, fucking almost on a nightly basis. That's 200 plus calories, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not, you're not going to fucking shift anyway if that's what you put People don't count those calories, do they? That's the problem. I think you've hit the nail on the head, is that even if like that person who's crying, she probably deep down knew that she was going off the rails around her shakes. She was having her shakes, but she was probably smashing other meals, other drinks, not counting liquid calories, not counting things like oils maybe, going into a surplus, well, not losing weight. And- this is a point that needs to be made as well, is in regards to the people that are, let's say, prescribed herbal life shakes, etc., in the first place, do they even have a concept of energy balance? Do they have a concept of yeah. calories? Because a lot of people just assume that there's something inherently in the weight drink. lossy about weight yeah. lossy, weight lossy about herbal life shakes. Well, that's what you're saying at the start, when you about about being a fucking magic potion. When it, it yeah, yeah, it's not the really, name. The name itself sounds healthy, doesn't it? Herbal life. Oh, it sounds yeah. like something fucking exotic yeah. and Japanese, or I don't know, some sort of magic tea, doesn't it? So just to, it's not, but just to quickly clarify on this, um, once again, this is something that I kind of went over previously in regards to very low calorie diets when we spoke about meal replacement shakes in particular. Now, the way it's supposed to, the reasoning behind meal replacement shakes is this: they tend to be, and I say tend, they tend to be low in calories and they tend to be high in protein. And they sometimes contain fiber as well. So most of the protein is seen as very... Bill, I can't fucking pronounce it. You're going to have to say the word. Uh, yeah, that one. You know, it's very filling. Oh, it's not fucking socioeconomics again, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. That, one, that one can pronounce very well because I say it enough. I say it in my sleep, but it's fucking like, yeah, it's socioeconomics, isn't it, love? And Mrs. is like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> um, yeah, like a, I've got a new one now. It's biopsychosocial model. Uh, but that's, a, that's for a different no, I'm podcast. A, I'm a few fucking episodes behind, so I haven't heard you uh, come out of that one. <laughs> not yet, not yet. I've only just exposed Bill to that one, actually. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the whole the, the, it is a standby moment. Yeah, <laughs> wait out for yeah. that, lads. But yeah, I mean, um, the whole idea of a weight loss shake is the protein is to make you 
keep fuller for longer. Even though you've only had a very low amount of calories, it's keeping you full until your next meal. So it's supposed to reduce your calories that way. Um, just, uh, just to mention, it's like a little bonus note, by the way. I've been looking into recent research on the idea of protein being, the word Bill said, uh, socially satisfying, such such a lovely appetizing. That one. <laughs> what, what did you say, Bill? What did I say, Tom? What, that, that one with the S on it. But yeah, basically... Just say it then. I don't know what you're on about. Satiating. I can say it, I can say it slow. So yeah, in regards to protein... What? <laughs> what are you In regards saying? to protein being filling... Um, it's, it seems to be more of an acute thing. So what I mean by that is it might curb your hunger there and then, but it might not be something that might last throughout the whole day. This isn't definite, but it's it's something to consider that just having high amounts of protein isn't going to keep you full throughout the whole day, but it will keep you full acutely for a couple of hours until your next meal. But yeah, the whole idea of weight loss shakes is, is that basic. You're basically having a protein shake. You're basically having a protein shake, and it's supposed to reduce your calorie intake by that way plus you're just swapping out extra calories for smaller calories you know if the traditional meal is what i'm just going to pull numbers out of my ass here just say, say someone's lunch is between 400 to 600 calories and you're swapping out for a 200 calorie shake on average you're probably going to be in a calorie deficit but it's not the shakes that are magic it's that you're putting yourself into a calorie deficit or you're likely putting yourself into a calorie deficit okay so next question mate um so someone's put, have they been threatened or intimidated by Herbalife since leaving? So basically, <laughs> the way I would look at that question was, have you been? Con- did you get contacted after you left? Like, did someone from Herbalife try and g- get you back in? Or no, well, that's no, they didn't. But then you, then I, I wouldn't fucking expect it. Looking back, to be fair, because that's, yeah, that's they, the mentality of the business, gone. is it? No, there's no. Just like walking down an alleyway and like loads of Herbalife coming out. Yeah, like. Like jazz thing, like we're gonna have a street fight now. You're like, what? Yeah, obviously my mate who signed me up sort of was. Um, I went to him first and just said, look, this is where I'm at and this is what I'm thinking. And then he, he was fine with it. He was cool with it. Just yeah. And then just, just stepped away. Really, just lost. Uh, so what was your reasons then for leaving? Did you what? Did you must you must have said to him your concerns of why you've left? Did he not take them on board as well? Did or did he just ignore them and carry on? Like, no, no. He was. Um, the reason I left was purely sort of how I sort of saw it come to light and all and is mentioned just the wrong way about doing business and people having quick fixes and not sort of making that sustainable and carrying it on and then you lose a, a clientele of business and then i go back to work like i say um back down to cambridge and i don't want to be spending my weekend going to fucking 10 people's houses weighing them um when i when i've got family and and, and children and stuff it's it's um it's quite um a lot to take on and 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 trying to sort of kick that network marketing aspects and mentality up in Cambridge area and, and sort of stand, starting from ground zero again, I thought it'd be too too difficult because I've got fucking a full time job as it is in the in the military. But um, he, his his reasons were sort of similar. He um, he found a new full time job and um, part of that job was to go away for ten to twelve weeks, um, solid on the job training, and he saw that as a step away. Really, he just lost lost the appetite for the the business and the passion. And obviously it's just something to do on the side. It's not a full time career unless you fucking weigh up the chain and you you grind it out. Yeah. Yeah. We've we come this next question we a couple of people asked this one already, but you did they asked, did you actually use the products and if not why? But you actually said you liked the products and you? you actually quite enjoyed using them by the sounds of it. Yeah, I was into like I say the, the twenty four range. This it's for more of an active person rather than just weight loss shakes as 
Yeah, I just I, I use that range, and I mean, I mean, there's no point trying to sell something if you haven't fucking tried it yourself. I don't, at least I bet there's people out there. I bet there's but, but there's sellers out there who don't even fucking use it. Don't even like even care about it. They just constantly try and multi-level oh, totally. marketing. They just constantly trying to sign people up. You know? Yeah. So you'll go you go back to fucking Andy's um, example of um, the the mum at the bus stop. You're not telling me she's fucking putting all the all her extra income into buying products and, and testing them all out. Like she ain't going to be on um, all all of the different protein shakes and different flavors and testing them and trying to sort of educate herself she's just looking for a quick fix because she can't be asked to get another fucking job next question then this one's a bit um a bit more intense so they've put can you explain how how you used personal pain points to pry on uneducated people yeah well, that's i think they're the... asking is were you, were you taught on how to get into people's trigger points were you taught how to get people triggered into wanting to use these products get into like did you have a line you had to go for like you know yeah i think we've sort of we, we, we briefly touched on that didn't we like what we get what we used to get up to at these training seminars but with the old text 10 people in your phone and that was that was sort of um everyone had sent the same sort of message and you'd, you'd sort of buzz off the back of what you'd received and you'd discuss things like that and what to send next and yeah there was no sort of quick fix answer it was like i say i used to not prowl about facebook but you sort of see an opportunity and you, you'd sort of have a conversation with that person to see see where they're at and if they are um, got a, a strong passion on losing weight if they were gobbing off on Facebook or put a status on saying oh I feel so fat and well if, if they've just fucking been on the piss for, for a week and they feel rats then that as you see that as an example where you could fire in and sort of um, potentially get a new a customer base but yeah there wasn't really a, a sort of generic answer it was more of just exposing people to the idea of it and, and getting an interest. And then, like I said, a lot of it was the three-day trials um, because there's no fucking obligation. End of the day, you sp- a customer's going to spend a tenner and potentially get a quick fix. And off the back of that, you might get, get them to buy an, a, a, an F1 shake at 30 quid and then all of a sudden it's a bit different from a tenner. So, like, the, yeah, another thing I didn't agree with, we've already mentioned it, but it's so fucking cringe looking back now. Like, I've got good friends back at school who, who I don't keep in contact with. I mean, but if I did speak you to them tomorrow... You now. <laughs> no, if I did speak to them tomorrow, it'd be like we'd have a good catch-up and it'd be like nothing... We'd spent no time apart, but yeah. I want them firing and sort of fucking talk about Herbalife and... There's no intention them. behind it. <laughs> it's not It's not what you do, is it? You just, no. You're catching up and how was your, how was your family? How, how was your kids and what you're up to nowadays and then you wouldn't send them a message back saying oh by the way I'm, I've got this new business venture that I'm, I'm really passionate about uh, would you mind giving me five minutes of your time where I could explain a little bit more um, potentially buy a three day trial uh, for ten quid but there's no obligation for you know, something shite like that but that's what you could no, say you to do, is, it? Is, that, is that the message you kind of go with that along those lines yeah something along those lines yeah but I, I, the thing I want to go back to as well is these badges that and the the apparel and the merchandise and it's building a bit of rapport with someone and, and back in the day at the time i was um i was really interested in going dhu and it's it's building rapport with fucking joe blogs at the petrol station or fucking the lollipop lady or someone like that like you don't know them and that's the situations <laughs> that's it that's the badge, yeah. The badge and then, badge, but... uh, look at this one. This is Now, this is Scream Scientology. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. 
Mm. Have you got all of them? Have you? Because you got them up in your wall somewhere, pinned Fuck up in your board. Like, your... <laughs> the Pokemon gym badges, like <laughs> you have to beat your herb, your local Herbal Life rep to get the badge. No, I, I always remember. Um, I always remember bits like people would put who, who was in your in your team and stuff. Like, oh, nice to see a bit of recognition from the business, and that's like the one line that I always remember people putting on Facebook or Instagram. Nice to have a bit of recognition from the business because you've been fucking promoted to supervisor, and now you can get cost products at 50% value and, and flog it onto punters at full price. But it's wrong at the end of the day. It is, it is really wrong. But yeah. Um, but, but again, these, these little, these little things that tie, tie in the business make, make you sort of, you might get a badge and that's going to buy you in a lot longer, yeah. isn't it? You're going to, you're going to want to do it more. You want to get another badge yeah. and they're just, they're just consistently trying to rebuy yeah. you and bring you in, bring you in. Bring yeah. Well, that's in. what I mean. It's like, it's recognition that like you've done something and it's like a like sense of your, achievement yeah your um your extra hours that you've fucking at the end of your working day you've gone to see fucking four clients and weighed them and built a bit more rapport with them you you've you, you've been recognized for something that you've done in a weird way as well with herbal life i think uh, a, a lot of people like entry-level distributors know that if they want to make actual money actual income from it they have to climb the chain there's no yeah, ifs yeah. or buts, but you have to claim, uh, climb the chain. And I think by receiving a badge, it kind of gives you the idea of, oh, my God, just 20 more years and I'll be on the, yeah. whatever it's called, the executive badge. I'll be yeah, the well, boss. This is, this, this is the big sell at meetings, isn't it? When you, like, there's, um, there's like, countrywide events like you'll see in fucking Excel Stadium in London, and I'm yeah. sure that's what you was on about, the glamorous events where you get yeah. fucking major game players coming in from all sorts of countries in America and overseas who are flying in for these events and, and literally selling and selling and, and just exposing you to what could be if you invest your time. Three minutes, they're selling you this false dream, which very yeah. little people get. I mean, I said 80, 89% of people make zero on Herbalife. That's the, yeah. the latest stat. There's well, only like it, a yeah. very small amount who are making loads of money. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, with the, with the, with the chaps and, and the geezers that... I did the training with him. We was all in the same team in the Hull region, in the fucking Yorkshire region. Um, they're not. They're not doing hair life anymore. They're fucking jump ship. Not, mm. So where, where's the dream for them now? I will tell yeah, you where is. the fucking dream is. It's on another fucking multi-level marketing product yeah. that they're trying to sell it instead. Yeah, mm. bounce between bouncing between them, aren't they? Next question, Kez. Someone's asked, can you provide clarity on their research methods on their products? So basically, they obviously, most of these products come with like scientific claims. Did they ever talk to you about them? Did they ever mention them or did they, was it just a... Yeah, it was, um, even if you go on the Herbalife website now, I went on um, today before the show, there's, it tells you like there's scientific uh, warehouses and researchers that put a lot of time and effort going into making these products and making them legit and stuff and I think the science and the facts is all there for people, for the general public to see. Point, it's pointing them in the direction of the, the the correct information, but yeah. This is something that I, I really need to ask an insider, and that is, do you, do you ever get told ways to defend against those that make certain points about herbal life? So those that, that might say, well, herbal life, X, Y, Z, it's bad for you because of this, or it doesn't this, or this. Are you trained at these meetings in any way how to counter anti-herbal yeah. life claims? You are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. There's there's bits like I say, so well, 
fucking my mate down the road said it's shite and it's a pyramid scheme. Um, and then there's, there's bits of training that you'll pick up of what to say. Or you can go to your one-up and say, look, mate, um, your one-up, sounds like the fucking military, doesn't it? <laughs> you can go, look, mate, um, your man down the street has fucking said this to me on Facebook saying it's just a fucking pyramid scheme anyway. Well, so you can go to that line of support. But then if he can't find you the answer, you can go to his line of support and say, look, what, what do I send back? And sure enough, you'll get a copy and pasted message sent back saying, just fucking send him this. That is fascinating. <laughs> this is this is um, you know, just something that I remembered, which I'll probably find funny as fuck. But I um, you know on your JCC, when you do dit, dit week, yeah. Um, so back when it used to be fucking dates, um, D triple T, whatever it's called now, uh, you used to do one practical and one theory, didn't you? So my practical was um, how to lace a boot, and my theory was all about fucking Herbalife and, and basically in my syndicate, oh, I was fucking selling it and sell, trying to trying to sell people and defend <laughs> defending it of how how good it was. So on a military That's court, no. on a military on a military promotion course, you were still yeah. trying to flog Herbalife. <laughs> yeah, so um Right guys, I need five <laughs> oh, how long's this cut? Ten minutes yeah. lesson? I need ten minutes of your yeah. time. Yeah, so basically you do the the dit, the fucking dit week comes at the end of the green week, doesn't it? So you, you spend a week doing yeah. dit. Yeah, the first lesson lesson about and then I went in and I was like, Well, that's I'm gonna talk about Herbalife. So I went I went on to talk about it and people piped up then saying X, Y and Z questions, but in my, part of my presentation was defending it, like you say, just in case people fucking gobbed off and said, well, it's a shit pyramid scheme anyway. Well, I was like... What was your well, argument, sir? How would you defend <laughs> against that when it clearly is a pyramid scheme? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, um, that was on the... Uh, just, like, it's it's well-renowned well and it's it's obviously worldwide and it's, it's still a substantial business making money. Pyramid schemes are illegal. If it was illegal, it'd be, it'd be wiped off the business market. And... Uh, here we go. Here's another example. Fucking, if if it was a pyramid scheme and illegal, wow, well, fuck Cristiano Ronaldo. Have his face all over it. Just yeah, yeah. Just, just backing it. Just backing all the old chestnuts. Exactly. Yeah. Just all the buzzwords like fuck you. I'll I'll, I'll just name drop people. <laughs> That's blinding. But, but you can imagine being in my syndicate and like the the, the striper at the time marking it, thinking, what the fuck is this clown on about? But yeah. and I even remember, I even remember at the time doing a cringy status on Facebook saying. Um, fucking on a career course. Can you? Can anyone have a guess at what, what subjects I'm going to talk about? And like fucking ninety percent of the comments was like, yeah, hair belief. So it just makes you think that you must have been gobbing off about it yeah. for a long time on social media. People must have thought, here he goes again, boring bastard on Facebook. Exactly, and, that, and and some of my mates who I'm really really close to, like, um, literally don't really get involved with social media, or they were the types of people that were saying, oh fucking hell, not you as well. Hmm. You know what I mean, and that's like that's like that's coming from your mates. It's hard for them though, isn't it? Because they're your mates. Trying, to, trying to branch you. that off and think, yeah. yeah, you're doing a good thing, and push that then negative comments away. When now looking back, I probably wouldn't have even got in got in the situation. In hindsight, like you can laugh about it now. Yeah. <laughs> <You> got. <laughs> We spoke a bit about the science then. Tom, I want to quickly cut in with what you had earlier. You found some actual oh, science, which Herbalife, even though Herbalife said they've got top researchers on it, you actually found some interesting stuff, didn't you, in regards to... Oh, product. fucking hell. Uh, 
I didn't actually want me to leave his sort of key points at the end, but I'm happy to go in on yeah. it now if yeah. you want. I think, right. I think it makes sense. Go on, smash it in. So, I mean, look, so at the end, I was going to... I was going to say my two main criticisms with Herbal Life, and one was going to be to do with the actual product itself, and one was going to do with the actual business approach, a the, the MLM side of things. So with the actual product itself, I won't go into the research yet. I want to say one thing first, and that is, so as I said, the whole idea of Herbal Life is it's supposed to be a protein shake, but the problem is like with the Herbal Life shakes, it comes in a powdered form. Now in a powdered form. Sorry, no, it advertises itself as, I think it's roughly around, I think it's like a little bit less actually than 20 grams of protein per shake. But if you actually look at the small print, to get that 20 grams of protein, you've actually got to add 250 milliliters of milk. Yeah. So straight away, 250 milliliters of milk, that's around nine grams of protein. So technically half of the protein (laughs) in that product is coming from a separate product. Now, if you're having two shakes a day, that's 500 milliliters of milk. That is some Mark Ripito level shit. That's that's a lot of milk a day. That is a lot of milk a day. So not only are you now having to worry about shilling out for Herbalife products, sorry, buying Herbalife buy products, as well. you've got to buy the milk as well. And even then, it's not technically true what it's advertising because it's not the amount of protein in it. And even then, twenty let's say 20 grams, let's be generous and say it is 20 grams, 20 grams of protein for 200 calories that is a really low protein shake for 200 calories. Yeah, for protein shake it is. I mean, it? you know, I've, I've got protein shakes where for 200 calories it's 35, 40 grams of protein. Yeah. So if the it. idea is to get a, the idea of a meal replacement shake is to be high protein, it needs to be high protein. So in that regard, the product is shit. Um, there's no way to say it. <laughs> but, I mean, also they, they, they claim there was a lot of micronutrients in it, a lot of minerals, a lot of, yeah. they just like to say good things, a lot of good things yeah. in there. Don't get me wrong, there is micronutrients, there's vitamins and minerals, but it tends to be between, uh, what have I got written here, like 20 to 73% of the recommended daily allowance. So technically you'd still have money left over if you just went out and bought a regular protein shake from Holland and Barrett and a multivitamin. But even then, I'd recommend if weight loss was to go in the first place, it's about one, behavior change, and two, actually having the, the, the majority of your nutrition should be solid food. You can have meal replacement shakes every now and again, but the basis, the foundation should be actual food. And if you need to have low-calorie, high-volume food, fair enough, that's where you know fruit and vegetables come into play. Itself. You're asking a person, sorry, you're asking a person to put effort in if this Herbalife rep yeah, comes yeah. up to you oh, and says, I'm going to make you lose weight, just drink this, you're going to fucking do it, innit? Yeah. That's what they want. But that's where I'll just I'll just say, if you want to have a meal replacement shake, okay, but here's a, it's twice as cheap, but twice as effective protein shake from Holland and Barrett. Now let's get into the science of things. 2019, a study came out. Let me try and find it. It was quite a big deal as well. So yeah, in 2019, a study came out and it was called Slimming to Death, Herbal Life Associated Fatal Acute Liver Failure, Heavy Metals, Toxic Compounds, Bacterial Contaminants and Psychotropic Agents in Products Sold in India. When this paper came out in 2019, I remember it coming out, like literally in the first week of it coming out, it was a fucking big deal in the fitness industry and amongst the nutritional world. It was pretty much like putting herbal life in the grave 
And then say 2020 rolls around and for whatever reason I decide to go and look up this study again and suddenly it's disappeared. Like I said, it's been retracted. Now I thought at the time, what the fuck's going on? This is really weird. Anyway, it turns out this study was retracted for legal reasons. And what had actually happened was Herbalife had actually threatened to pursue legal action against the researchers behind this study. Just to confirm, in regards to this study, the Herbalife products were associated with the death of a... Oh, God, I can't remember now. It was... I can't remember her age, but it was a it was a young lady, basically. I'll tell you what, Bill, you might have to edit this. Let me quickly check. This one you was alluding to in the email, wasn't it, Bill? Yeah, yeah this is the one, yeah. Did you read that email? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a habit of just reading emails that day of... Day of yeah, day of. I'm a research as well. <laughs> I can't actually, I can't actually find the details not real. of the age of the age of the lady because it's been fucking redacted, yeah. <laughs> because it's been taken down. I shouldn't laugh. It's awful what happened, but what goes to show is that Herbalife actively took legal action to get this study removed. But it doesn't end there, and I just figured this out today actually. But there's actually been several other studies finding the exact same thing, all the way back in. 2010, there was a paper studied by Hepatol and they found once again acute liver injury induced by weight loss herbal supplements where Herbal Life was named. Uh, there was a separate paper other than that and that was... This is all the way back from October 2007. So, you know, this is over 10 years ago now. Association between consumption of Herbal Life nutritional supplements and acute hepatotoxicity, which is basically liver failure. There's a third study, and this one's back from 2007 in July. Herbal does not mean innocuous. Ten cases of severe hepatotoxicity associated with dietary supplements from Herbalife products. Three, and that's not even including the one that was redacted, three studies associated with Herbalife products. Now, this Kez, is you must have made... been awful. No, 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 listen, at the end of the day, Kez doesn't know. Kez doesn't know because he's not, I'm not told. He's not told. He's not to... It's not Kez's fault. Technically, unless a distributor actually knows what's going on, they're just in the dark just as much as anyone else at the end of the day. And it goes in hand in hand with the shady de- dealings of Herbal Life as a business. You love people at the top of the chain who have a fucking scooby. But this is where things get really interesting. And that is a... <laughs> there was a separate, a separate paper which was called Revisiting Acute Liver Injury Associated with Herbal Life Products. And basically, they concluded that the article does not objectively support a causal relationship between reported cases of liver injury and herbal life products or ingredients. So this particular person was saying that actually herbal life is not behind all these liver failure cases. And then I saw this letter that was sent. I fucking deleted it. No, it's not. So this was sent to the Liver International, which is basically it's, it's a journal of medicine, but it's specific to the liver. And once again, in this article just basically justifying herbal life saying it had nothing to do with liver failure now these this article and the, sorry this letter and the article I just mentioned previously both written by the exact same person which i thought was a bit funny so just out of curiosity i decided to google who they was uh christy applehands that's not apple hands apple hands it sounds german i think and when you actually google her you actually see that sh- her employment is what, what, what do you think? Herbalife. Yeah. She's employed by Herbalife. That's, that's a conflict of interest, isn't it? There, That's a complete bias of paper, isn't it? I mean, Now, how did I... In regards to the, the study that was originally redacted, so let's say the fourth study, they're now in the coffin with Herbalife, 
the actual research I took to Twitter last year to air what had happened. And this is what he said. So you've got to bear in mind, English is not his uh, first language, to be fair. It's not my first language. Um, so you're going to have to bear with me while I try and kind of paraphrase what he said on Twitter. This is a huge in. This is a huge issue. This is in regards to supplements and liver, etc. Big industry, powerful lobby. They crush critique with money and power. I have experienced it firsthand. This is the researcher behind that paper. Here is my story. Last year in March, I pu published an article based on my experience of a patient who died after consuming Herbalife products. One day, I received a legal notice from lawyers' firm based in Delhi, advising me to provide proof of evidence regarding my study or face heavy legal, legal action, not lethal action, although to be fair, it wouldn't surprise me with Herbalife, a defamination suit. Rightfully, again, answered legally to, yeah, as I said, English is not his first uh, language. Basically, this researcher said he was ready to fight in court. They did not respond back, but then they did something terrible. They started harassing the journal, so that's the journal that this research was originally published to, its editorial board, and served multiple legal notices to them behind our back. This was the last straw. The journal editor-in-chief was threatened and the publisher panicked. So the journal did a re-review as per guidelines and the re-review of my study came clean with no errors. So therefore, his research, there was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing dodgy about it. It was scientifically sound. No mistakes were found and the review committee advised them to retain the published study. So that means keeping it up. But more legal threats were directed by the company to the journal. So without my consent, and without my co-author's consent, the journal and the publisher decided to remove the article from all online sources to satisfy the big company and reduce legal tension. So the article now reads, taken down due to legal reasons, basically. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's mad, isn't it? That just, that just shows you how powerful Herbalife actually are, aren't they? It, the it shows you that a company like that can influence... It, it can influence the... the scientific literature like that but it's dangerous though isn't it that's, da that's so fucking dangerous that there's actually been like liver problems and it's been proven scientifically but they can just pull it away four separate studies there one which was taken down you know it's it's, it's incredible it's in Kirsty, still like the product incredible. mate <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Kirsty, sorry to do he's that like, mate <laughs> he's like shit <laughs> if you didn't know did you they're not going to tell you that are they they're going to tell you their science they're going to say well our science is amazing and you're not going to question it because yeah. unless you're educated in scientific literature you're not going to question it are you but now no. it's, this is not something they're going to bring up on, in the meetings um, at the end of the day. Just fucking random context, but I'm sure it's on informed sport as well. Probably will be, yeah. So if people are sort of yeah. people are sort of putting the trust in that, yeah. And that's yeah. I know there's issues with but again, informed sport, sport, sport you only you 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 pay for a product to have a name. That's it. To yeah. say that, yeah, yeah, but that's a go-to recognised site. Would you think fucking? Okay, Once again, you, it's an authority yeah. thing, isn't it? You're, you're pleading to authority again. You're seeing it as an authoritative yeah. figure in the world if that's a person or a company. And you're like, okay, I trust them. Whereas, you know, got to be Plus, careful. at the end of the day, it doesn't help that a company such as Herbalife are actually taking active, active steps to censor the truth. Or let's say the possible truth, because we shouldn't deal in absolutes. You know, maybe it was a fluke. Maybe all four of these studies just, you know, so happen to have contaminations in their lab equipment. But, you know, it's it goes to show that such a powerful company has the power to just redact scientific literature like that. Okay, so we'll move on to the next few points then. Um, we'll come a bit more back to personal attacks against yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so these next three questions, I'll, I'll rattle off these next three questions in a one because they're all quite similar. They basically said, 
Did you ever question your own core values? Uh, how, how many products have you sold that has killed someone's relationship with food? And do you honestly think that you've now changed your values? Yeah, I think um, if anyone that listens to this podcast, they can sort of understand my point of view and the way that we, um, my feelings about Herbalife um, at this day and age now. But the middle comment, the, the one that you think is quite harsh, is, is um, it's, it falls back to that uh, that customer, that clientele who hasn't had a necessarily a good week, shall we say? Um, yeah. And 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 as as a quite negative uh, result off the back of using the products, um, have I damaged him or her sort of meal timings or meal what they put in the mouths? Um, that's is questionable because I'm one the one saying I use it for breakfast, incorporating it with X, Y, and Z, yeah. uh, blended up. But at the end of the day, it's on the label and it's advised if you want a, a, a specific weight loss you can take the shake up to twice a day um you don't necessarily have to put these extra bits of food and that was just my my personal choice to bulk yeah. up the, the breakfast part of the meal so yeah I, but i don't know like customers which we've, we've spoke about already you can get a customer who will bounce from diet to diet to diet because i don't know they've, they've not found what they're looking for and or they want the quick and easy fix of doing something where I don't, you can I, I touch base with a client who's was was not on Herbalife to start with, but they, they, they used to do another diet like Slimming World or something, yeah, or Weight Watchers, and I've not had success doing that. And then that's when it, you drill down to actually, well, what can I do to to make that change? When are you being totally honest with me when I'm when I'm checking up on you? Are you are you are you telling me everything when I've asked for a food diary? Are you telling me everything on that food diary? I mean, there's got to be some sort of honesty and and um, integrity involved in it. But it's taking ownership of your own what 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 you're putting into your body at the end of the day. Um, Reading that question is a bit of a it's a bit of a dickish question to be honest. I think you should name and shame who said it. Um, but. <laughs> it's the yeah, RSM nah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, not on, he's not on Instagram so nah, that's we, how talk, we talk about like the placebo effect and you've had that you know, you've you, you've had it and, and, and antidotal antidotal evidence anecdotal yeah that's anecdotal. the one which is, which is your evidence which is you've taken a product and you've enjoyed it and you've seen yeah, results you do you know what I mean yeah. so you, you've you've bought into your with yourself and that is sound I'm a massive believer in the placebo effect whether it works or it doesn't it does for you if it does it doesn't for you if it doesn't you know if you believe in something it does simple do you know what I mean like I have ferroguns I have fucking uh, everything else you name it I'm a big fan of it recovery wise I'm a big fan everyone's like shut the fuck up dickhead I get it you know what I mean so in your eyes to do that you've believed in this product and you've believed and you've gone in with the best intentions of actually wanting to help people because it doesn't sound like you're yeah. just a product like I've got this product I need to sell it to make more money it was never about that because when I got it offered to me there was no weigh-ins there was no extra PT if you wanted it needed it would like it so it sounds like you were morally you were going in the right direction you were doing the right thing it's just when you got opened up to the big schemes of things it wasn't what you you endeavored it to want to be in 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 the right way of saying 
Yeah, off the back of that, what you're saying about scales and weighing people, um, part of like taking it seriously and actually getting a full breakdown and picture of a client, they encourage you to buy a set of Tanita scales. Um, I'm sure you've probably heard of them before. It, it registers um, body fat composition, um, body water. Um, oh, them ones. Yeah, visceral visceral fat around the organs, etc., etc. Um, a, a metabolic age that equivalent to what what the scales see you see you as. And your um, these Tanita scales are for, like forty quid on Amazon. Um, and I and I've got a set of them. And I still use them um, to this day now. So it's, it was kind of an investment yeah. for me anyway, because people like to look at, at, at where they're at. If you if you go to the gym and stuff, it's natural. Yeah. So and I'm so I'm going to see um, a, a lass who wants to lose weight, and I'm and I'm breaking this down and trying to explain to her. Um, it's not just all about the actual weight on the skills. If you read into the, the actual scientific um, readings off the back of it, you can actually see you've had a really a really good week, and that's I'm fucking investing my time buying buying this stuff and trying to educate myself at what these readings actually mean. I'm uh, I'm I'm going to the house. I'm I'm, I'm building rapport. I'm um I'm I'm giving her motivation throughout the week if she if she, or him or her if they're having a shit time if they're stuck for meal ideas if they're stuck for food. I'm doing all I can to sort of help this client out. Um, but if, if this person puts on a pound in a week, sir, they might be feeling shite, like, yeah. fucking hell, I've, had a, I've, I've tried my best this week. But um, the visceral fat is down by 2%. There then that's where, that's where you've got to fucking educate them and say, look, mm. you've, had, you've put a pound on, that could be fucking excess water or, or whatever, or you haven't had a shit this morning or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's true. <laughs> Oh, you've had a glass don't... of wine last night, but you're not telling me. You know, it's, it's all these little things. But the, the visceral fat um, has had a negative decrease, and, and that's a bonus because that's fat immediately around your organs, which, you know, at the end of the day, you want you want that to be a less yeah, and less of, of a figure. The general public don't really seem to know that, um, you know, weight doesn't co- – what weight isn't exactly body fat, you know? I mean, your body fat could go down. But the scales can go up, as you said. It could be anything, including not going to the toilet. It could be having a glass of water in the morning, having a Chinese the night before, having more salt, more carbohydrates. Yeah, and, I, and I'm a massive um, believer in it myself. I, I fluctuate like mad. Yeah, I don't really read, read into kilos on on a, a day-to-day basis. So if anything, I'm weighing myself. I do it once a week, and I, I try not to look at it during during the week because. I, I know f- full well that I fluctuate on a, on for my sort of. Yeah experience and that's i can i can elaborate on that and talk to a customer by showing my experience and, and what, what what my health goals are as you said people like seeing numbers they like to see visual uh, representation of success and i think the easiest way for people is just to look at the weight and the scales but as you said you had that gucci bit of kit which went a bit further and it helped yeah. them out a little bit more i think that was good i mean it shows that you were, you weren't just like being lazy with it because i reckon there's a lot of herbal life people who just want to sit oh, back and do nothing and just of course there is like say you, you get customers like, like bring up the the old rsm i didn't fucking see him once yeah I, i'm not i'm not weighing him with my gucci scales i'm not i'm not i can't i, I haven't got the capacity to do that and there's a lot of people who are selling Herbalife who are in the same position. Um, they haven't they haven't got the capacity to go on, uh, go on a doorstep, um, go, go and visit people every night and go, go to the door and, and, and weigh them in and spend half I'd like an hour. To see, I'd like to see how they're doing now. You know I mean? Like, is it your current <laughs> climate? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It'll have to be all virtually. It'll be it'll be taking like doing doing a, we- a weekly weigh-in and then and having a discussion with that person over the phone. How, how did your week go? And like building up the uh, customer base and rapport that way. Joe, my, actually, funny enough, I've driven past my Herbal Life Club a couple of times. Uh, not intentionally. I'm not. I'm not stalking them or anything like that. You know, I'm not doing any kind of like target requisition or anything. But I mean, like reconnoitering past them a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I'm not wondering where to place the explosives on the struts. Definitely not. But yeah, I mean, I've driven past a couple of times, and the shutters have always been half up, which I'm a bit suspect about. So I do wonder what's going on in there. Are you sure it's a herbal life club? It is a fucking herbal life. It is a herbal life club because it's definitely got a green leaf on the side of the building. It's it's definitely a herbal life. (laughs) Hundred percent, it's a strip club, and he's told his missus it's herbal life. He's like, don't even look at them. Don't even look at them. Okay, (laughs) a little backstory, but. I I know the owners and I think they know me. Not not on a personal level, but I might have said some things on Facebook years ago in regards to Herbal Life on one of their posts, and I think they might have recognised my profile picture. And I definitely recognised them. And on two occasions in separate gyms, I've made eye contact with them. We've both had that little stare down. So it's definitely a Herbal Life club. Um, <laughs> but um, Joe, I just want to quickly go back, like, uh, two steps a little bit and it's kind of when that question was asked about does kids feel bad about xyz you know i'm gonna be a bit controversial and say i don't think all distributors are the bad guy in this sometimes um because a lot of them get into it not knowing about herbal life's history you know or not necessarily knowing about the implications of what they're doing or the product itself or the business and i think a lot of them that do realise that, like like Kez, say, no, nah, fuck this, it's unethical, yeah. I'm out of here. And that's fair enough. So I don't think we should initially say, look at someone wearing a Herbal Life shirt and say instantly they're scum. And to be honest with you, with my bias, it is easy for me to do that. But at the end of the day, it could be their first time coming to, sorry, going into public with that shirt because they've only just got into the business and they don't know, they don't know shit about yeah. fuck, basically. You know, they, what, they, they don't intentionally know that what they're doing is shit. But I would like to think, I'd like to think that when they do realise what they're doing is shit and the company they work for is shit and the product is shit, that they have second thoughts and a change of heart, you know. Send them a link to this podcast, Tom. Be fine. You know, I was, you know, I was going to make a, you know, a slogan, you know, gouge out the eyes of your local herbal lifer. But in hindsight, you know... Sometimes they don't know what they're doing. But this is you know this I mean? is the this is the thing. This is the problem that you've got, isn't it? The top level guys do. They're shit cunts. They can but yeah, but they're, that, they're sort of preying on the people that don't know what they're doing to buy into this business to keep Bingo. It going. So, like, if you turn around and 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 a legislation was to come out to say like you had to have some sort of minimum qualification, that would close their market so much more. Oh yeah, they they wouldn't be able to they wouldn't be able to go carry on, would they? They'd, they'd fail. The whole point is it's so easy to get into, isn't it? It's a simple £38 fee and off you go. Yeah. I think we're finished now with one more question, really. Kez, what advice do you now portray to people who you work with? So if you speak to anyone about health and fitness, is there any, is there any advice you give to people now based on experiences you've had of Herbalife? Is there anything that's stuck with you through your experience? Um, I've gone on a bit of an adventure there recently. I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram. I've sort of, I've, um, sort of educated myself of... I've signed up to a Combat Fuels nutrition course. I've um, yeah, saw that. Wife, heard about that. Yeah, yeah. My wife is um, uh, really clued up with a 
a nutrition and um, she's been calorie counting me for uh, the past few weeks and I've just been doing a lot of cardio. It was off the back of um, having a, a sort of upper body injury. So I stepped away from CrossFit for about a week and a half now. I just literally got back in the in the gym today and I just wanted to test myself and, and sort of um, see if science does actually work. So I put myself in a calorie deficit um, diet, not anything fucking drastic like like it would be on a meal replacement shake diet, but I set myself a goal of like 2,000 calories a day, which is still fucking healthy for yeah, a man of my size and stature, wants to do fizz. Um, so I put put myself in that and I was doing, just been doing like half an hour's cardio on a daily basis and I've had a good result off the back of it. I, I lost um, roughly about two kilos in a week and that's, like I say, that's fluctu- fluctuation for me. I go up and down, mm. but it's, it's just the education thing. I sort of I listen to what she's got to say a hell of a lot. I, I want to educate myself by listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just want to know a lot more than what I did say back when I started Herbalife. Like if I if I had a qualification or I invested my time in in, in understanding nutrition a bit more, I, that might have been an uh, an extra selling point for me or another another sort of tool for me. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's still wrong what people are doing. It's even if you've got a fucking qualification, a degree in nutrition, like you shouldn't be exposing people yeah. who are sort of not not necessarily clued up on it and fucking trying to get money off them. It's just the wrong way of doing business. Sadly, shysters come in all different forms: doctors, nutritionists, dietitians, personal trainers, and scientists. You know, a title doesn't always mean that they're going to be ethical. Sadly, I think it's worked. Would you would you say? I'm guessing you wouldn't regret what happened then. I think it, would you say it's made you a better person? You've it's it's a made you want to be educated more, and yeah, it's a learning curve, isn't it? Would you say you've learned a lot from? Yeah, it? yeah, definitely a learning curve. Um, yeah, just something to take on board. It's just just read between the lines. Um, it's not just see past making a fucking bit of money and see what it what, see it, the business for what it really is. Um, invest your time in educate education in somewhere else and understanding nutrition and the fact that you can literally the only diet in my eyes now that works is a fucking calorie deficit diet and a bit and a slight bit of exercise and you're on to a winner like what, what what's more fucking straightforward than that really a, a, a nutritional diet three meals a day um and a light form of exercise and and guarantee you'll get results there's no point in fucking filling your mouth worth of meal replacement shakes and wasting fucking up to 50 quid a month or whatever because as soon as you come off that, you're back to square one. Yeah, of course, yeah. And you, 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 you say like the nail on the head in podcast fucking years, not years, but months ago, is people want a fucking quick fix now, and that's the world we live in. Yeah. Now, now, yeah, now, and that's absolutely right. You, you try and sell people a three day trial, and yeah, they'll get a quick fix it, from it. it. Right. But if you fucking went on a calorie deficit diet for three days, yeah. and um, and did the same kind of thing, you'd probably lose weight as well. Mm. The only problem is it requires work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. But then you go, yeah. you go in, you go to the back, like the back of like the, an education or what foods can I actually eat, and and do I know actually know when I'm calorie tracking? Am I actually 100% sure I'm tracking the right amount of calories? Portion control, fucking hydration, better sleep. It, it all amounts to the same sort of thing involved in dieting. Yeah. Um, and that, from my from my point of view and my experience. Um, there's there's better diet schemes out there than than fucking skipping meals and having a shake, but yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, in regards to weight loss in general, um, 
So we all, well, I say we all, I mean, us four know the mechanism behind weight loss is energy balance. It is about a calorie deficit. But insulin, isn't it, Tom? You what, sorry, mate? It's about insulin, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Insulin, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Insulin and chakras and candles. But no, I mean, like, that. <laughs> the, the mechanism is, an you know, is about creating an energy deficit. But realistically, there's a lot more about it. If it was just a simple case of eat less, move more, then we wouldn't have an obesity epidemic, you know. What's the word, Tom? What's, what's, the, what's the word? What's, what's the umbrella? Behaviour change. <laughs> oh, go on, go on, say it, go on. And, <laughs> and various social... Oh, my God, I fucked it up. I said social. <laughs> sorry, socio-economic factors. There it is. So when you get, you know, these influencers saying, oh, just eat less, move more, calorie fucking deficit, calorie fucking deficit, come see me at the IFS, calorie fucking deficit. You know, it's a lot more and a lot more complicated than that. And it does require a massive learning curve. You know, I'm still learning things every fucking day, you know, in regards to nutrition, sustainable lifestyle habits, etc. It's not just a case of take meal replacement shakes or calorie deficit. That is the mechanism, a calorie deficit, there's a hell of a lot more we've got to, you know, consider in the wide grand scheme of things. And they don't tend to teach that at herbal life courses. I think that brings us to a natural conclusion. Has anyone got any final points they want to make on the her- topic of Herbalife before we wrap up this I do, but if episode? anyone else wants to go nah, first, good. go for it. Go on, Tom. Looks like you're the, you're the only one who yeah. wants to carry on talking. Go on. <laughs> yeah. So I said there was... It'll just, be, it'll just be fucking me and Tom at the end of this. I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is two points I want to make about Herbalife. The first one is about the product itself, which we kind of already summarised that as an actual meal replacement slash protein shake, it's pretty shit and subpar and expensive. But also that there has been cases of it being, let's say, linked, linked to liver failure. But I also said there was the actual business side of things, like how much money you can make out of it. So people do get tend to roped into the business side of things and how much money you can, you know, make out of it. Now, since obviously there are cases of herbal life in bringing legal action to people, I have to take further steps to lower my credibility. So bear with me one Not second. Again. Not again. Kez won't have a clue what's going on here because he hasn't listened to the most recent episode. But hey, so I've got my tinfoil fedora. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bear me one second. So here, so I'm going to use the US statement because the, the UK one is just really confusing. But I've actually got the official, so this is the official Herbalife statement of average gross compensation, basically how much people get paid. So in the first year, so this is first year distributors, people brand new to the business. The top 1%, tend to earn about $4,740 a month. That's the top 1%. Sign me up. The top 10% tend to make $1,000 and, sorry, $1,030, because that extra 30 does count, that $1,030 in a month. 50% earn less than 100, and sorry, no, they earn more than $175 per month. That's 50%. That's the first year distribution. In regards to all distribu- all other distributors, oh, by the way, this includes the trickle-down stream, by the way. Only the top 1% earn full, over $14,000. Only the top 10% earn over $3,000 a month. And only 50% earn more than $265 a month. And by the way, this is before expenses. Oh, yeah. it's, it's not very lucrative, is it? Well, it is if you're at the top, isn't it? This is what I mean. It's, 
it's um you've obviously got to have it's like a fucking shop isn't it if you're going to sell the product and and bump it to job blogs in the street um you've got to have a, a, a sort of aspect of, of stock um to sort of distribute straight away there's no point in trying to sell somebody something and they haven't, they haven't fucking they haven't got it in front of them or it takes a fucking week to come because by the time a week comes then they've probably lost interest in what you've even been talking about plus it's also supply and demand yeah how many people in the area are trying to fuck the same product? Well, that's probably why there's such a high turnover rate in the companies. You lot see that in 2005, yeah. Herbalife had to actually admit their turnover rates of employees, and they said it was 90% of distributors who were not supervisors left, and 60% of who were supervisors left in 2005. And that's a massive, that's a huge number, isn't it, of people leaving yeah. um, in a year. And they obviously, they even admitted that's on their like, actual public record, so that's quite... Um, there is a documentary I want to mention, and that is, Bill, you mentioned it as well, and that is Betting on Zero. Betting on Zero, yeah. Betting on Zero, which goes into the shady dealings of Herbal Life. Particularly in America, Herbal Life does tend to prey on kind of like low-income families. People have like a low socioeconomic status. You know, the Hispanic single, community gets hit quite bad. Yeah, the Hispanic community, like single yeah, mums. Seriously bad. But they know who to appeal to. And it's people that, you know, need money, but don't feel like they can... You know, yeah, because there's an option when you buy off the site to order it to your home address or order it straight to the client. Work from home. So there you go. You don't even need to fucking touch the products and it's on your customer's doorstep. You don't even need to see them face to face. And that's it's a, it's a difficult sort of aspect of building rapport, really, when you're well, trying to... There's another one there, isn't it? You can literally turn around and have a chat with someone over there and be like, look, just send us some money. I'll get it over to you direct. We'll get it yeah. there. Wow, that's amazing. This yeah. person's going to do all that that's, legwork. That's Speaking of that one, that's that's brought me on to me. I knew there was a fucking something else I wanted to cover, the social media aspects. I actually screenshotted someone the other day and sent it to Bill, um, some American geezer who, who started following me. I, I didn't really click on, but he, I think he was, he was into fitness and, and health. Um, I didn't really like scroll down to his profile, but then he started asking me um, how was my training going and stuff, so I just thought it's nice genuine bloke started talking back and then um he's like how do you want to get into i can help you get in the best shape of your life type thing and i thought fucking hell it's a bit strong there we go <laughs> um i thought is he having a fucking dig that i'm some fat con or something and then <laughs> and then I, I scrolled down to his profile and realized like what he was up to and, and and um yeah he was trying to flog me herbalife but he was in america and i just give him a thumbs down like as soon as he messaged me i just thought fuck you like um you, you and that's that's when I sort of had the realization it was is that's the type of prick that I was back in the day, and that's what I don't agree with. It's like you don't even know me. What if I'm already? What if I already believe that I'm in the in the um, in the bestest nick that I've that I've been in in my life? What what makes you so special? Damaging. That you can fucking direct message me and say, "Train on insecurity." I can get you into the. I can get you into your best shape of your life by selling you these products. And I just thought you were rebelling, so I just give him a thumbs down and block the cunt anyway. But it's like. It's one of them things where that that's that's the mentality of, of these some of these distributors and it's and it's it's wrong. I think we'll uh, wrap out there, guys. We've been going for about yeah. four hours now. Kez is probably getting an earful from his uh, from his missus. I think she went and had a she went and had a bath and this fucking chill now. She's probably asleep yeah. right now, but, yeah. <laughs> what? Not in the bath, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. I used to do that a lot. I nearly drowned in a bath fucking years back. Is that it? I was, you can elaborate more. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how much more description you need. I fucking fell asleep in the bath and I woke up under the water. 
What? <laughs> fucking go. still breathing, though. Yeah, fucking he drowned in the bar. Well, he's still fucking here now, anyway. He's dying in trouble. Or is he? And on that, on that note, lads, uh, thank, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, that was a pleasure. <laughs> I learned um, loads about them. Yeah. As soon as, you, um, as soon as you put the idea to me, it has... I have sort of gone away and, and thought about it properly and I hope it's sort of portrayed uh, me in a different light. Like, I'm not some fucking lizard herbalife rep that Tom might think I am, but I mean... <laughs> no, no, um, no. <laughs> as I kind of said earlier, this has, you know, has made me realise that, you know, a lot of people that get into the business, we can't judge too quickly because at the end of the day, they're just as victims as anyone else, you know, and they yeah, only the know what they know. There, but I mean... Yeah. It's just... Yeah, 100%. No, it's been a pleasure, lads. Yeah, pleasure as always. Thank you very much. And I'll speak to you again soon. Guys. Goodbye. See you later. As always, thanks for listening. Well done for getting through that mammoth of an episode. We really enjoyed recording that one. I think I could speak for all of us when I say that myself, Tom and Andy certainly learned a lot from Kez there. So another big thank you for him jumping on the podcast. If you did enjoy the episode and you want to hear more from us, we do release a new episode every single week. So to make sure that you're notified when our next episode goes live, hit that subscribe slash follow button on your podcast app and you should get a little notification when our new episode goes up. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.